a world filled with fast-paced living and constant demands on the aging body, it's easy to forget some of the simplest yet most essential elements of our well-being, hydration and nutrients. As you know, when I'm not in the studio recording a podcast or in the gym or out in the scrub hunting, putting rounds downrange, I'm somewhere in the world on a security gig, putting in the hard yards, ending up on TikTok. So legends that get some, keep me advancing forward, Jocko Fuel Supplements. More specifically, I've been smashing the Jocko Hydrate Sachets, which helps me replenish my electrolytes and other critical vitamins while boosting energy and supporting recovery. Also, just like my kids, my appetite for veggies goes as far as hot chips from the kernel. However, every morning I'll mix a scoop of Jocko Greens, Jocko Creatine into water, which helps me supplement my lack of and delivers all the nutrients for better gut health, immune support, cognitive function, and physical performance. And not to mention, tastes bloody good. So head over to www.getsome.com.au and use the code Zero Limits all in caps for a discount. I'll leave you with this for the day. Hard work, clean fuel, stronger, faster, smarter, better. Let's go. It's time for the Zero Limits Podcast, hosted by Australian veterans. Chatting with high-charging humans with hectic stories from around the world. We'll give you the motivation to take on whatever life throws at you and the kick to complete any goal you set your mind to. Let's go. Zero Limits listeners, on today's Zero Limits podcast, I am joined here in the studio once again by a dude from the 2nd Commando Regiment, formerly known as 4RR before it went the way it went, uh, turning more into a specialised special forces unit. And as we know, you know, over the years, especially within Afghanistan, the 2nd Commando Regiment established who they were or who they are now and uh, paved the way to basically cementing themselves into, you know, obviously being a Tier 1 Special Forces unit here in Australia. Now, this guy I've got on, he spent a total of about 20 years and four days, to be exact, in uh, defence, uh, starting from 4 hour and then moving into, obviously, uh, doing all the selection, getting uh, badged as a second commando regiment operator. Now, it was linked up uh, through a few other guys. His name's popped up a few times. And I've, I've seen him around the a ring road or maybe the airy mess a few times back in the day. Possibly. Because he's, he's not hard to miss either. And I'm I'm, I'm tall and he's – how tall are you? Five foot three. Five three, yeah. So you say – what's Stricko? Five three. He's five three, yeah. So Str- yeah, me and Stricko. There's three of us. Yeah. Stricko was in uh, my section in, uh, in Mortars and Afghanistan in 2008. Uh, Craig Hamburger, mate. How you doing? Well, thank you. Thanks for the invite. No, I appreciate it, mate. Just um, bring that mic a bit. Test that. Yo. Yep. <coughs> Craig Hamburger, mate. <laughs> fuck me. Craig, <laughs> Craig Hamburger. Ha- Craig, fuck me. <laughs> this goes on, by the way. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> Craig Hamburger, mate. How you doing? I'm well. Thanks for the invite. No, I appreciate you coming in, mate. Uh, Nova Castrian. Not born and bred, but yes, yeah, you know, Castrian now and uh, through my teens, definitely. Yeah, yeah, mate, it's, it is a nice place. Yeah, not born and bred. You don't follow the knights, do you? I do. I oh, do. Yeah, love them. 
I was a junior, but only for half a game. There's a story in that as well. Yeah, fuck. Oh, it's going on for nights. I don't, I don't follow. I'm a, I'm a Bronco, born and bred Brisbane. So you should be Brisbane, born 1980. Yeah, mate. I'm Come not. On. No. Come on, mate. No, no Bronx for me, mate. Back in the day, I just didn't like the team. Yeah. Once, like once Newcastle got a team in '88, I was it. That was it. Yeah. I suppose they are my second team. I've been here for 15 plus years now. Now, mates, again, we've been linked up uh, through a few mutual mates and a few guys that have been on the podcast before. You've obviously worked with a lot of these guys and uh, spending a decent 20 years within defence is a long fucking time. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, fuck. And to be institutionalised as well and stuck in those ways. And I guess guess for the civvy listeners as well, some of these attributes and things that you've learnt, they'll never leave you. No, and it's it's – you say institutionalised. I'm probably lucky that my career was within so command. Um, although, yes, institutionalised, uh, they were easier to break yeah. coming into civilian street and, and living within the big bad world that is. Yeah, fuck, big bad <laughs> For me, it's big and bad. I'm only five foot three again. So <laughs> I'll mention that throughout. <laughs> Mate, uh, before we crack on with your mill career, let's get back to the younger days. As I said just before, born in Brisbane, 1980, mate, and obviously your old boy was uh, in the army, so an army brat, mate. Run me through uh, this younger years of growing up. Uh, yeah, look, born in Brisbane, uh, Brisbane Women's Hospital. My dad was posted up there. We spent maybe 12 months up there, and then from there moved down to Melbourne. Um, oh, I can't even remember where it was. Uh, and did me preschool years and stuff down there. Um, interesting childhood, especially down there. Like, Dad was mad. You know, I remember him out the front doing wheelies with his motorbike naked and stuff like that. <laughs> I had my neighbour put a pitchfork through my hand at the age of three because we were digging for worms and I didn't move my hand in time, so I had a full garden for I nearly lost my left hand uh, as a young'un, so doing drill was always hard because my little finger would always stick out. Drill, drill sergeant was always put that finger in. It's like, no, nah, I can't, mate. I can't do it. So, yeah, right. <clears throat> just, just quickly on your dad. What was he doing in the army? Uh, he was an engineer. Yeah, yeah, right. So he was a bit loose. Yeah, I think back in the eighties, just it was that, a different army. Well, wasn't that it? was seventies yeah. and eighties. So it's, it's a, you know, I, I even coming through late ninety nine two thousand and seeing some of the changes to when I got out in the end of nineteen was just like the, the political jargon. I th- technology changed everything because everything was uh, available to you. So like, even back in the like late 99, you know, it was, to me, that was loose. But, you know, these days. Yeah. You can't you can't look left or right without someone seeing you on a camera. Or, That's it. Yeah, all, so. yeah, especially back in the 80s, mate, there was no workplace health and safety. No. <laughs> Political correctness didn't exist. We used exist. to go bush with him all the time and take us out <laughs> in the little June buggies. And, yeah, it's how, like, how old was he? So you're born in the 80. How old was he? Uh, so he's 24 years older than me, 23 years older than me. So, so he was a young dad. So that's yeah, why yeah. he's riding around. Yeah. And well, fucking... I was the third child. Yeah. yeah oh, so shit. There's, there's my two brothers. Uh, my mum had my – she had me at 21. And there's 15 months between each of yeah, my siblings. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he was doing naked wheelies down the street because he's uh, only twenty three. It's just loose. Just the army. Well, you know, he married my mum, and she's, uh, you know, a handful. Yeah, and we we just uh, spoke about it quickly just offline, 
about your family. Now, you know, your family, there's some history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not all good. Um, uh, my mum's side is is very interesting. Um, uh, and the reason why I, I believe my mum got away from Sydney uh, once we moved up to Ingleburn and my dad and mum separated to get away from the family, God, it, but putting it nicely, you know, I had uh, my cousin at the time, um, Tiny Gillespie. Um, I think he's massive, tall, and he was huge when he went into jail. But he did ten years for the Milpera massacre, um, and and then uh, my great uncle George, um, when he got out of the military after World War Two, he became a, a hitman for the mob. Um, my uncle, he was a drug dealer in on the Central Coast, um, and he got shot in the face probably, I'm going to say, 2015 maybe, maybe a little bit earlier in a, a drug deal gone wrong. And then my f- my favourite one is my auntie was, uh, she did five years and her cellmate was the lady from Aberdeen who skinned her husband and boiled the head. So that was her claim to fame. <laughs> oh, out. So that's all your mum's side. Yeah, mum's side. Yeah, yeah. Just it, like when you – obviously as you get older, you, you look at who you are and mm. why you are mm. uh, and that just cracks me up. Um, it's DNA. Yeah, just – it is DNA and, and everyone probably put two and two together now why I was the way I was at certain times, especially on the drink. Um, but, you know, but my, my grandfather on my dad's side – well, yeah – his yeah, my granddad. He was um, he was an engineer, uh, really really good engineer. And he, I think he built uh, aircraft for the the war back in the day. So yeah, he he used to work for uh, engineer stuff at McDonald's and Abbey Engineering. It was mm. quite a big engineering uh, down in Sydney there. So yeah, right. And you said you had uh, three siblings or two? Two siblings. Two siblings. Yeah, two, and two, had you, had two older brothers slash sisters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it, lads. It's only a couple of like months, as you said, between oh, 15, 15, months. 15 months between yeah. each. So yeah. I guess you three boys would have been like just three hanging out and yeah, yeah. cause mischief. Um, we were really close. I mean, but we grew up and I, I was the gobbiest of us all, um, always right. You know, so me and my stepdad, you know, we, we didn't get along at all. Um, and he, he would physically like stop me sometimes and – uh, abuse me, make me stand on chairs and tell people how dumb I was. And, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I thank him, but I hate him at the same time because, mm. you know, the resilience was always there when you're getting beasted by some corporal or, you know, as you're going through your training ranks. But, um, you know, I remember Christmas holidays, I didn't do something. Maybe I didn't pick up the dog shit one morning and uh, I had to paint the outside of the house for six weeks. So, yeah, that was um, – my school holidays. That was that was my youth. So, and how did you boys go at school? Um, my oldest brother and myself. Uh, I I think it's the same old. I, yeah. I, every every one of your podcasts I've listened to. I'm same like, oh, trend. That's me. That's me. Uh, same <laughs> yeah. trend. Um, I was phenomenal at sport. Um, like even juniors, like in year six, which you know you look back and go, it's only year six. You know, I was the, the New South Wales athletics captain. I played state rugby league, uh, you know, state softball, anything I could do to just uh, – but I couldn't swim. So 
which is funny because I went to an amphibious unit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <clears throat> and then high school, I was getting right into my athletics, um, right into it. And then uh, someone hit one of the, because I was friends with everybody. I, di- I didn't have a group or I'd like to think I was, you know, everybody, everybody's mm. peer. And, you know, I'd never had a, a, a group that I would go to specifically for any reason, unless it was at the basketball court where I was playing basketball. That was about it. But um, someone handed me a, uh, you call it a match, matchbox and said, hey, can you just give this to old man? Oh, yeah, right. I didn't look in it. I didn't care. And uh, yeah, he had marijuana in it, so I got suspended and it cost me going to state that year. And then after that, I was just off the whole school because, as anyone that knows me, drugs and me, we don't. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't compute. So, um, especially back in the day. So that, yeah, and then after that, I was like, well, fuck, I can't stand this place. Yeah, so it, I mean, which is good and bad because uh, I'm at a very young age. I started working. Um, I was working three jobs uh, on a Monday before uh, going to school. I'd get up at three, do the four to seven unloading trucks at McDonald's and then go to school. You know, so it was always, I always knew I had a good work ethic. It was just finding the right job for me. Mm. So. Yeah, right. So you guys struggled, or yourself, you struggled through school. Obviously, the influence of the military within your in your life Um were you watching any movies, TV shows that kind of pushed it as well? Because I know there's a few guys I've had on that watch Navy SEALs. My know, dead set favourite, and I, I've been thinking about these questions, and I'm like, oh, it has to be Platoon. You know yeah. when he's, he's coming yeah. out of the jungle and yeah. they're, they're flying away and he's yeah. on his knees and his hands are up. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that, like that's not what I wanted to happen to me, but, you know, like it was just like the, the passion. I, 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 some of the old war movies, you just can't go past. No, and – they influenced you and, you know, I was... Well, me and my brothers, you always used to be outside playing, playing. shoot 'em ups Exactly. You know, um, all the time around the house, you know. So it, that was just us, I suppose. And then for me, I was always wanting to be outside. I was, you know, that was just the way I was. Yeah. Um, when did you move? So your mum and dad splits uh, in Sydney. Yeah, at Ingleburn when he was posted to Ingleburn. Ingleburn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yep. then um, from there we moved up to the Central Coast, yep. um, living first out of a caravan and then out, we rented a house at Edelong there um, on the water. Uh, and then- And that's when the stepdad comes in. Yeah, that's yep. when that's when he comes in and then, and then from there we moved up to Belmont and then my mum's still in the same house now. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what what school did you go to when you come up here in Newey? Belmont Public, the 50 cent school. Yeah. It used to look like a 50 cent coin. Yeah. Um, And then from there, Belmont High. Yeah, right. Yeah, God bless. (laughs) (laughs) You played a bit of rugby league as well, obviously Knights. Yeah, well, I didn't start playing back rugby league until – maybe 14, um, you know, so I was well into my sprinting uh, and, I, you know, like I was running at the age of 14, probably, I'm guessing probably 11, mid-11s, low-11s, um, you know, so I was really, really fast. I was playing fullback and wing, which is quite funny because I left primary school the same height I am now, mm. you know, five foot three, playing lock forward, thinking I'm killing it, and then uh, yeah, go to high school and then just get smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how all the positions have all 
Do you know, mutated, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, yeah. obviously the back line used to be all the small guys. Yeah. And then uh, now they're fucking, look at that Dominic Young. Yeah, Mate, yeah. I see him in town all the time. Well, He's now, six foot well, fucking I'd, I'd, six and 120 kilo. Once I'd gone to Afghan, which is obviously down the track further yeah. on, I changed positions yeah. to, to hooker. Hooker, and, yeah. And that was it, mate. That's, I, yeah, I, just, yours, I, just, yeah. I just wanted to destroy. Yeah. And, you know, after you've been in combat, I used to yell at people to come at me, come here, you big fucker. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, so I, I you know, changed my men, uh, mentality a bit. Yeah. Um, wasn't really thinking about Fast, I was just thinking about hitting hard. Yeah. You know? And for a little fella, you've really got to think hard about hitting hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. The, cra- the crazy, that's your mum's side, the crazy side. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mates, um, just quickly, Cam Baird had a bit of a run-in with him uh, in younger younger days. Well, not so much a run-in, um, but it's funny, again, as you reflect and you find out people's history. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, so we went to National Athletics as 12. Uh, he might have been 11. I was 12 um, uh, up in Queensland in 1993. Mm. He was um, shot putting or discus for Victoria, and I was – the pretty boy, 100, 200, long jump. So, yeah. yeah it's, crazy. Right. it's just crazy how all our lives in some way are intertwined. intertwined. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we all end up together and banging it in, so. Yeah. Mm. It's fucking that's It's crazy, mate. <clears throat> um, so you finished school. When did you finish school? What year? Uh, 98. I left uh, after the first term of. Year eleven. And what was your what was your your what was your mind doing? What was it thinking? What was oh. the plan for the future? <laughs> Good mate, I was working three jobs, uh, and me and the boys were like we would walk kilometres with cartons of beer on our shoulders just to get to a party. Oh fuck yeah! yeah I remember was, those days. Yeah. Okay, those days were the best. <laughs> yeah, like eskies are dragging up the highway. No VB, one, VB yeah. throwdowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, one, oh mate, and I just worked to be to be with my lads, and we played football together. Mm. You know, out at Lakes, you know, Lakes Juniors. Um, yeah. Yeah, we just we really run a mark, and then uh, I went down to a, a trial match at uh, I think it was East down on the Central Coast, and I absolutely destroyed this trial. Like you know when you you, you know when you've played well, you, good, yeah. you know when you've done yeah. well. You know you you can self analyze and self. That was sick, and they just come up to me because this is about uh, going back a bit um, when I played Harold Matts in under fifteens for Newcastle. I only played half a game because I shepherded someone and then they're like, yeah, you're out. <laughs> That'll do you. <laughs> so half a game, um, you know, I only played six year, six games that season anyway. That's what that, that's how it worked as a junior. And then from there, the next year, Super League came up mm. um, and I was only 15 and uh, I trialed, uh, I made it to the very last cut. So I was the last three people cut out of the side of under 17. So I'm like, okay, I'm going all right here. Regardless of getting cut, you know, I had all that pre-season training um, in a professional way and then um, just tried to put that into my footy uh, as much as I could. Uh, still fast, still motivated, st- you know, c- good communication, good defence. Like, your game is put together, but, you know, when you – it's funny, under 15s for Harold Matts, I played against Eric Growth Jr. And even at 15, he was like, I don't know, six foot yeah, two. Yeah, big boy. You know, I, I remember playing rep footy uh, for Newcastle, like just the rep side, and trying to, you know, I was on the ground, 
and he, I sort of half got tackled by him. So I tried to go through his legs and he just picks me up and throws me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 you got me. <laughs> I mean, you know, I joined the army at 58 kilos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as I said earlier, you've had that influence of your old boy in the army, mate, doing wheelies down the street naked. Yeah. And <laughs> and obviously the few movies out here and out there, obviously yeah. playing army in the backyard. No one plays Navy in the backyard. <laughs> or Air Force. Yeah. Who? <laughs> <laughs> mates, sorry, um, sorry, Norm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> mates, join the army. Like, where, where does this cement in your mind? Like, fuck, I'm doing it. Well, I actually didn't really want to join. My stepdad was a reservist. He was a cook. God bless. Uh, and uh, fitter and turner, as they call him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and obviously, we didn't have a very good relationship. And um, you know, my dad. Especially at this stage, we didn't have a very good relationship, um, you know, but live, learn and forget and crack on. Yeah. Um, but my great uncle, Harry, uh, my, on my dad's side, um, he was probably one of my biggest influences. He, he was captured and escaped from the Germans three times. He's got two uh, military medals, like just a mad, <laughs> just, yeah, and a nice guy. You know what I mean? Um, so he was, and my uncle, my uncle Robert, he was uh, an officer. Um, he was a transport officer, but you know he was he was good to go. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah. Look. And then the reason why I joined, I wasn't that academically like inclined, inclined or yep. excited to do anything academically to better myself in that regard. I wanted to do something physical. Um, I knew I could be something. And then my mate. Blue, big red. Uh, he's over in Perth now. So if you're listening, Blue, love you, mate. Um, he goes, and uh, we saw an ad on TV and see what they say. So we went into the uh, Newcastle recruiting office, and both of us, <laughs> both of us got declined. He goes, "You guys, you got to get your grades are not good enough even for infantry." So, um, well, fuck, well, what do we do then? So we had, he goes, oh, well, you can go and do a TAFE course and do your year 10 certificate again and do uh, English and maths. And I'm like, all right, eh? So we looked, we committed to it. Um, we went down, lucky that Belmont has a TAFE, you know, because if it's anywhere else, you're like, oh, that's going to be too hard. Um, so we committed to a course. Uh, it took us three months every day, I think it was. We were doing year 10 English, year 10 maths, for a purpose. So now you're like, okay, I've got to do this. I'm not just going to be here. Mm. And then um, we didn't go back into the office together. I just said, oh, I'm going to go in and have a look and um, spoke to the same bloke. Uh, he And he goes, oh, I told you. He goes, I, I gave him all my forms and said, yeah, I've already done me. I redid my certificate. And he goes, oh, that's awesome. Well, we'll sign you up. Didn't even look at the paperwork. Couldn't give two shits that yeah. I'd gone back to do my year 10 certificate. He was just like, okay, you're motivated. We'll get you going. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Blue Blue ended up joining. Um, I think he went to Northern Battalion somewhere. Mm. Uh, he lives over in Perth now, but uh, big ox, man. Yeah, big redhead. Yeah, right. Mate, uh, <laughs> just, just quickly, just a tip for young players out there. I know I've got a couple of young cadet listeners that are struggling at school. Yep. And they want to join the army down the track. Finish school. 
So you don't have to fucking do it again. Just, well, just, just do it right. Do Get your grades. Yeah, get the grades yeah. that you need and then join the army because otherwise it's just going to knock you. Especially these days, it's a lot more academically inclined these days. Yeah. When it comes to certificates I, and all that stuff. Definitely. So the younger listeners out there, just finish school, suck it up. Just do what Muzz did. That's he it. studied to be a pilot because he watched Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> That was a wild <laughs> story. <laughs> just so good about the commitment in that story. Oh, you know, and he just goes, I'm going to do that. So he went he worked and did it. seven days a week yeah, yeah. to save up a hundred oh, fucking nuts. thousand dollars as bloke, a 17 year old. Yeah. Well, put, <sighs> he put that commitment. You should see him That's, on the battlefield, oh, mate. He's nuts. Mate, he's, yeah. <laughs> and he is the OG. Yeah. He yeah he's good an to original go. fucking yeah. gangster. Yeah. Um, so obviously you get your, uh, you get accepted, start yep. doing all the psychometric testing, medical, blah, 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 all that yes. stuff. Yep. That was all fine. Just just quickly, mate, obviously, because your height, 5'3", I know back early in the early 90s, 80s, they'd fucking reject blokes of uh, short stature. Yeah. That obviously started changing because obviously, fuck, I've got a few mates that are yeah, you know, obviously yeah. like Stricko and stuff. Yeah. Um, they say anything? I, I don't think so. Mm. Um even my weight. I mean, I joined the army at fifty-eight kilos. Yeah, that's fucking. You know what I mean? Five foot three and fifty-eight yeah. kilos, and I was all bottom heavy because I was a sprinter. So I had no, I had no real top side. You know what I yeah. mean? But no, it never it was never mentioned. Maybe that's because within my report it had all my sporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Capacity. Yeah. Show that you can do. That's, I mean, especially the footy. That's only an, an analogy, uh, not an analogy, uh, an assessment on yeah. on their thought process. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny you say that because I was. <clears throat> I was f- six fucking three, six four, and I was only sixty seven kilos, mate. So I look like a fucking Ethiopian. <laughs> you had those knees sticking. <laughs> but I, I, when it comes to sport as well, mate, like I was a gun yeah. at footy yeah, and soccer yeah. and whatever sport I play. But obviously the recruiters were twinging on. Fuck it, oh mate, you're gonna you're gonna put some fucking kilos on hmm. <laughs> skin and fucking bones, mate. So you get in, you do all that testing, you pass all that psychometric testing, medical, um, BFA, all that crap. Yep. Um, what was your you're thinking infantry, uh, medical. No, definitely infantry. Um, to be honest, I don't. I'm. I've been trying to wrap me wrap me brain around it, trying to think of you know where I wanted to do. What I, I think SAS was definitely on the like in my mind of I, I can do this. Like I always wanted to be whatever I was doing. I wanted to be the best at it. You know, I always wanted to be competitive because uh, if you're not competing you just there, you know what I mean? So that was my mindset on, on that. Um, again, you don't know. I, I, to be honest, I, I'd sort of blocked out the military. Like I said, I didn't have a, the best relationship with stepdads and dads and that. So I, you know, to me it was just, I'm playing footy, hanging out with the boys, sinking piss, doing, you know, doing boy things. And then, um, yeah. And then I just up and joined the army Huzzah. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, this is uh, back in the day when 4RR was still around. Um, you joined 99, so obviously the selection process for Bravo Company was already in play. Mm-hmm. Um, any thoughts of what battalion you wanted to go to? Like, was it just a uh, – Sydney? Once I got to Kapuka, um, but I, I don't want to miss this bit for, for you and the listeners. Um, I got arrested the day before – I got on the bus to go to Kapuka. <laughs> Me and the boys, <laughs> where we tore it up and we're just sitting down the footy park. Um, Was this in Newcastle? In Newy, in Belmont, just down at uh, Lakes Oval there, Car Label, the old Car Label. And uh, we're just sitting in the grandstands having a couple of tins right at the end of the night. We're, like, we're just sitting there and going, you know, reminiscing or doing whatever. And this bloke come over and he's obviously stolen car and 
talking about keys and stuff like this, and the cops were all looking for him. So the, after we came out of the uh, um, the grandstand, the cops were all over us. And oh, like, no. <laughs> and we're running around. Oh, we've been on the um, the bowls pitch and, you know, just, you know, we, we thought we were in trouble. We are all blind drunk. And then, uh, yeah, I got locked up um, in the paddy wagon. And then I was in the paddy wagon first. <laughs> And then my mate was running around Belmont and then they, he came back and he thought he was all good and they, they pounced on him again. <laughs> he missed his HSC the next day. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what happened to you? So you, you spent a night in the lockup? I spent the night in the lockup trying to justify letting them know that, hey, I'm joining the army tomorrow. I need to be on a bus. <laughs> and what they say? Yeah. No, they were pretty good about it. Oh, they like, still did? Yeah. 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 Looked after me. and They obviously found out that you guys were just. Just, uh, we weren't the ones yeah, that stole the car. Just no, fucking no. skylarking. We could barely walk, let alone yeah. steal a car. Yeah, yeah. Just being hooligans in the park, <laughs> as we all used to yeah. do. Fuck, sit in the park yeah. and drink some fucking passion pop. <laughs> Not my cup of tea. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just smash the old fucking $5 passion pop. That's why pop. I work three jobs. I can make sure I get the, get the <laughs> yeah, hard stuff. The, the crown lagers. <laughs> <laughs> when we're crowning, yeah. you know those little bottles the little bottles that you get on the plane oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like a big bottle to me so <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah alright so mate the cops let you out you you make the time for the bus mate to get down to Kapuka mate jump on the bus uh, from here from Newcastle I suppose it's just a drive down to Wagga yeah um, arrive in Wagga mate is it a full bus it's packed it's packed yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. full yeah Someone's wearing this aftershave. Oh, no, you can still smell it. Ah, and he's like, and he's in his suit. And, but it's funny because he ended up being the room across from me, so you could always smell his aftershave. <laughs> uh, so you get, in, get down to Kapuka, mate. How'd you go? Was it a bit of a culture shock or did oh, you have that? Getting off that bus. Expectation because you was, had your family. You, old, yeah. Obviously, old boy kind of, kind of, it's ingrained in your blood really, isn't it? It, it is. Um Thankfully, um, my brother was already a reservist army. And then, oh, he was chock as well, yeah. Yeah, and then he went to the pass, so. I oh, do Yeah, I know. I know. And he's, tw- he's still serving. Is he? Yeah, he's about to go to sea, so good luck next week, Adam. How many years have been in? That's 25. What... Yeah, shit, so he'll be, yeah. be up the. No. No, he's, yeah, he's a troublemaker as well, is he? <laughs> no, no, he's he's, oh, he's he's definitely for the for the lads and yeah. for, for the ship and the yeah. ladies because there's plenty of females in the oh, in the fuck. navy. Yeah, I so. loved my five six months on the navy ship. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but um, now getting off the bus, Kapuka is it, fond times. I, yeah. I remember, and I, I again, I wanted to succeed. Um, I went in there pretty fit but not stomp fit. Um, and, you know, I just competed as, as best as I could. And I remember, because uh, I used to play I'm Only 19 while you're polishing your brass for hours. People don't understand. Like, you're in that hallway for eight hours, polishing, sanding, sanding. polishing, sanding, yeah. not good enough, polishing, yeah. sanding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> for yeah. hours, for days. Yeah, and then, oh, mate, it just, like, but... The resilience, and that's where obviously coming from uh, being a civvy to, to military, that's the intent. Mm. You know, you've you're, they're trying to indoctrinate you ASAP mm. so you can function within the realms of defence. Yeah. Yeah, the big bad world. Yeah. How long was Kapuka back then? Six weeks. So six weeks, Twelve platoon. Yeah. Twelve Whole way 12. Double, whole way 12. Yeah, uh, double diamonds. They were commandos. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, and we had uh, upstairs 13 platoon as well, and they had all the chicks, thank God. Yeah. 
Yeah. Who was uh, your session commander? Do you have any grunts? Uh, we did. One of them actually ended up being, um, I think he cha- changed over. He might be a major in the regiment in commandos now. Oh, shit. But he was, uh, he was a corporal, um, not specifically my corporal. I had a transport corporal, but he was he was really cool. He wasn't trying to be anything he wasn't. Mm. Um, and he'd get the, the section in and chat about life in the army and, you know, really try to mentor you know, because we all weren't like-minded until, you know, you, you go and do IETs and then you become like-minded and yeah. understanding your way. So, yeah. So how did you find all the Kapuga side of things, you know, the, the firearms? It. and Loved it. Stomping, as you said, you weren't stomp fit and obviously being a shorter guy as well, it's fucking- Even the pool. I struggled <laughs> yeah. to even pass the Kapuga yeah. swim test. I'm like, and then, and they didn't mentor you in your swimming technique. They're just like, you need to swim better. Oh, yeah, cool, no dramas. How do you expect me to do that? I don't yeah. swim. So, I mean, but they're life lessons. They're, yeah. They're like, it's like, okay, you got to do this. So I just got in and got it done. Um, I I was really going for top dog of Kapuka. I mean, you look back now and you go, it's only Kapuka, but, you know, in, in every moment you try and be your best self. Mm. And I remember the corporal who ended up being at uh, at the regiment with me, he, uh, you know, your, your mates have to lock your lockers. Sometimes you're not allowed to lock them. You've you got to trust. And this is where it's his turn to lock the locker. And he's coming out with his bayonet. And I'm like, that's my fucking bayonet, isn't it? And he walks out of the room. I walk in. And I'm just devoted. <laughs> just, I'm like, no. Whether I was going to get, like, top soldier or not, um, you know, like, that, that was my ambition. Yeah. But that was definitely taken away. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Such is life. Yeah, exactly right, mate. <laughs> Live and learn. Yeah, Live and learn. Yeah. Now, you finished Kapuka, mate. Uh, did your family come down for March out? Yeah, my mum. Um, I can't remember too many others. Um, my brothers were working. One's mm. a chef. Um, he tried to be a fighter pilot, but he's got bad eyes. He had, uh, I don't know, had bad eyes or something. So, uh, And he ended up being a chef. He's a bloody good one. Chris, you're doing well. Um Adam was already in the Navy, I think, at that stage, so yeah. he was doing his thing. Just my mum, I believe. Uh, yeah, that was just my mum. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Now, from there, on the bus again, come back up this way, mate, Hunter Valley. Yeah, school, mate. Cool. school of fucking hard knocks. Yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How'd you go, mate? Capion Platoon. Yep. Yeah, out the back. Um we got there and I think, because I joined the army in October 26, 99, um, we did our six weeks, got to Singleton, did the first two weeks of IETs um, and then went on leave. So, oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then come back and then did the whole six weeks, get the first two weeks again. So we ended up doing, I think it was eight weeks. Mm. Yeah, I think it was eight weeks. But most of the guys from Kapuka, um, came with me uh, to Singo. So we had an awesome platoon. Yeah, I mean, most of those guys went on to be SAS, commandos, like uh, SOA engineers, like really good, committed soldiers. And I think that's just the process of dealing within certain realms of mm. defence and being part of it makes you grow a bit better, different. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you reckon a lot of that comes from obviously your section commanders? If you know what I mean, like they, they, they obviously they set the tone on, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the, the person themselves obviously got that w- w- in it within them, but secos can shape. 
yeah, I, where you're going to yeah, go. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know what? If you're not a half bad soldier, mm. they're going to leave you alone and you're going to learn more. Yeah. You know, and if you're under the pump, you know, I call it emotional tunnel vision, then all you're thinking about is what you did wrong and then mm. you, you're not going to grow or learn. So a lot of the guys, we had one or two that got some um, counselling by us, you know, but, um, you know, like the old uh, uh, shaving cream bomb yeah. you know, just before inspection. So like... <laughs> <laughs> we're standing at attention and this dude, he's just been shaving cream bombed his whole room's a shit fight. <laughs> That's what you get, mate. Yeah. You fuck with everyone, we fuck with Every you. Every platoon had one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yeah, got him good. Yeah. It wasn't me, but it was fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, again, mate, moving into Singo, just for the listeners that don't know, obviously Singo, you're moving into specific infantry. IETs. Uh, IETs, yeah. uh, infantry um, employment training. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you find it, mate? Again, this is stepping up, you know, different weapons, inventory tactics. Absolutely loved it. Um, to be so focused on the one thing, which is soldiering, like, and by soldiering, you know, like my soldiering. So I'm not driving trucks. I don't have to be focused on trucks. You know, I'm just out bush. I loved being out Campaign. there. Oh, mate. Well, I didn't mind. Like, I love it. Just learning, I like it. ghost walking, yeah. learning how to ghost walk. and. Yeah. Uh, learning how to leopard crawl. Yeah. Like, these are the basics that you take through with you regardless of what you do um, within defense. Okay, you might not get to use all of them all the time, but I don't know. I just really – I loved it. I mean, we went bush there for two weeks one time, and you know, for anyone that goes bush for the first time for two weeks, you're like, holy shit. You know, and we went to a service station to get some food because the seco's like, hey, yeah – Mate, I walked in there, that air con nearly knocked me out because yeah. just my own stench. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks of wearing the same clothes. It was horrendous. Yeah. So, yeah, I got used to that though. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> again, as I said, going back to Kapuki, you struggle with the- Pack marching. Pack marching, mate. How'd you go at Singo? Because obviously this is where we stab um, up to the 20 clickers. Yeah, it got better. Yeah. I mean, obviously I passed. Mm. Um, definitely not my strong side. Um. You know, like it's it's hard to explain to the listeners like five foot three mm. doing force marching. Like you've got to keep step. Like and when you're carrying a pack, even with twenty kilos on it or whatever it is you're carrying, and and you're trying to keep step, you're pretty much in a shuffle the whole time. Yeah, but you can't shuffle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, you can't. You, you've you got to force to, yeah. march. You've got yeah. to march left, right, left, yeah. right, left, right. And I yeah. thought I just couldn't. So I was like overstepping and. Uh, really just focusing, like that yeah. would burn me out. More so the mental side of things, just trying to not be that guy. Um, yeah, because I, in my eyes uh, and, you know, from what I remember, I love the ops course and the Bane mm. assault course yeah. and just the general soldiering, the section attacks, everything was just, I loved it. Um, especially at that time of your life, you know, you're learning new things and you're getting paid for it. Yeah. So, um, see, that's where I struggled because I was fucking tall. Yeah, yeah. Going through the fucking little tunnels, or you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's where we struggle with the guys. Whereas yeah, the stomping, you know, one, my one step is. Yeah, you've, you've taken five steps. So I've just taken one. You know, yeah, so oh yeah. There's uh, benefits in both both sizes. Is. Um, but that that's where the frustration yeah. for myself understanding um big army mentality is you will do it this way. That's mm, how you yeah. will do it. I, I mean, I'm glad that I ended up where I did um, because you just got it done. You know, do it do it the way that you need to to get it done within the realms of 
how we do it. So, oh, mate. Yeah, but really sh- <laughs> just the, the stride, you know. You, I, I have a burn in my brain that the average man – Stride is seventy five centimeters. Mm. My ain't, <laughs> you know, like mine's like sixty centimeters at best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, and then yeah, just just sucking it up and getting it done. Yeah, like shut your mouth, get in and walk. Yeah, I think you learn it once you get to a battalion. You know, we obviously put the smaller guys at the front because then they set the pace. Yeah, but then. That didn't help for me because I went yeah. straight the four hour and yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Dave got on a little bit on it, but I'll I'll talk yeah. about yeah the pre pre selection selection so, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So you march out of uh, singer mate again. Did your old duck come down? Yeah yeah. Mum was there again. Yeah, oh, it's funny. That's not far really for no nah, no. Nah, but my platoon commander Dragon Tukik, I think uh, that's his name. If you're listening, mate, you hit on my mum that day. That was just woeful, bro. As a platoon commander, I'm sitting there as a digger watching my platoon commander trying to put the heavy on me, me mum. I'm like, oh my god. So yeah, that was uh, yeah, fuck dickhead. Classic. <laughs> oh. And he's picking up rubbish with his sword. Oh mate. Oh no. Oh. Probably he's probably got a DSM now. Or a DSM. <laughs> oh, that's not. Uh, <laughs> he probably does. Uh, I'm biting my tongue. <laughs> Yeah, mate, so March out from Singo, actually just before that, obviously, do you get the selections of where you want to go or is it uh, yeah, they, they just um, allocate? I was one and two. I, yep. I, I, um, For me, everything I was listening to and, you know, everything was like, that's where it's at. One Northern and, Battalions. Northern Battalions, yeah. one and two. They you deploy to, first. Well, to <laughs> me it wasn't, it was, I was thinking soldiering abilities mm. and all I could hear was how good it is up there. Yeah, you know, the soldiering capacity up there and the competition between the two mm. regiments and, you know, so to me it was one or two. Um, and I, I'd i like to think I was in the the, the top percent of Singleton. I'd like to think whether I was or wasn't, you know. But anyway, we all went to four, everyone. Oh, the whole platoon. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, plus other mm. platoons. Yeah, yeah, it was like here – you're going to a new battalion that's getting raised, um, yeah, building commander c- uh, capability, which we didn't. Re- I didn't know anything about, um, you know, until you get there and you start hearing and listening and seeing and observing, you know, and then understanding the processes. So mm. yeah, but I marched into four hour commando Valentine's Day two thousand. Yeah, right, two thousand. Yeah, no, Valentine's Day Bell- for the love of my life. <laughs> So you get down to Sydney, mate. Um, how was it? How was the? As you said, they're raising this battalion up as well. So it's just blokes on blokes. Yeah, yeah. So you get split into obviously sections and then platoons. But we all went to. I think most of us went to Charlie Company. Uh, they hadn't raised. I don't believe Alpha Company just yet um, until more came in. So we obviously we got more throughout the year two thousand. More people come in, and then Alpha Company was raised. So. My section commander was a Green Beret. My 2IC was a Green Beret, and it was just all us digs, you know, learning very quickly the ways of how shit had to be done. You're getting tested. But um, we got there. We went straight into, I believe, a 16-week selection prep, Uh, and that was brutal. Brutal. For, for put it into context, you know, you've just come out of Singo, no dramas, and you, you you're now dealing 
with elite soldiers pushing you to the extreme every day. Like there's days there and I remember some of them because some of them I couldn't help because of my height, you know, like um, activities like carrying a uh, a boat like oh, the, yeah, the Zodiacs like this. above your head. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, but you had to do it and people had to patrol. So yeah. I just had the 58 and I was just out the front, but I still felt Jack. Yeah. You know, um, for the listeners don't know what Jack is, like you, you're that guy that yeah. no one wants to be around. So I still felt Jack, even carrying a 58, which is, you know, almost my height. And it, you know, it is almost. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then so, but they would carry that above their head and then dragging trailers. But we're doing this for 10, 15 Ks, you know, and, and then at the end of that, you put all your gear down, get your belt order, and go and run a 3.2. Back to back. Yeah. No, no, on that. So that, oh, yeah, that yeah. activity, oh, gotcha. yeah, some yeah, mornings right. you do back to back to back 3.2s. Yeah. That was just like, that. okay, that's your PT for that morning. You know, but events like this, like the boat, you'd stop the boat, and then from there you're just 3.2. You know, so I, being a sprinter, it's only really when I got to um, uh, for our commando that um, – I started losing all the skin. I was just chafing and bleeding because you're just running all day, every day. And these, like some of these guys, like my my two IC was six four, um, and you know he, he was lean. He could run. He just finished all his courses. You know he could do the three point two backwards faster than I could do it forwards. You know what I mean? It's just like what's going on? You know, but you know you, you just it's a very steep learning curve. Um, mm. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, but I hated it at the same time for the simple fact is, you know, when you step on your dick, you step on your dick. Uh, and then, you know, like oh, everyone remembers the train ride. Everyone listening remembers the train ride where Burger gobbed off. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, so I gobbed off on a train. Um, I think it was misinterpreted, to be honest. I was just really excited to be around professionals and talking about what they do and who they are and someone heard me and said that I saying that I was that that was me but I was nowhere near any of that mm. so um anyway that's a life lesson learnt um which was quite funny um you know I copped it for a long time but I just stuck to me guns and worked hard and you know like you got to push through these shit times to see what's on the other side otherwise mm. you're just going to and you're only young too yeah, well, there's that's, that. That's, there's that. Um, I think – anyway, so at the end of that, I got to about 12 weeks of this 16-week course, and I just couldn't pass a 3.2. So the 3.2 is your webbing, your rifle. Combat boots. Combat boots, uh, full uniform. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to run that in – I think it was 16 and a half minutes. Um, and, mate, 16, yeah, like 16 that, or yeah. 16 and a half minutes. And um, – I. You know, I could train all I wanted, yeah. Um, but I just wasn't getting it. So anyway, at about the twelve week mark, because we had new guys come in and they'd started, their, they'd back squatted me um, to to that other group, <clears throat> and then I just cracked on again. And you, the more you do, the more you train, the more you you know, understand and and the preparation required. So uh, I still wasn't going to pass the three point two. So I didn't go into the group that was selected to do selection before we went to East Timor. Like the Cam Bairds, he did that. Um, and I think he was only 18. Uh, Timmy, another bloke, Timmy, he was just 18 because I did Kapuka when he was 17. 
Um, you know, guys like that, I think there was a handful of them that passed before we went to Timor in 2001. You know, like, that's crazy. At that age, putting your, your, yourself through that, um, you know, like, in, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. It, it's different. Yeah, it's, diff- it's different. It's different. Mate. But it's, the it's, mindset, not like, it's not like footy fucking yeah, training. I mean, but my pre-selection, I remember carrying, like, uh, trunks full of sand. Yeah. And they had MEIs in it that couldn't touch the ground. So like, and it's all about coming up with the the capacity to problem solve. How to not let it hit the ground, and like everyone had to pull their parts. They really engulfed in the teamwork. Like we did the Holsworthy Creek in the middle of winter, just like stores carries. You know, uh, it was oh, we did a hundred and thirty kilometers in one week, um, stomping. Um, you know, and I started to learn that if I if I mentally prepare myself for something and I prepare positively, then I do well. And at, as simple as that sounds, I I had to shuffle. So that if, I, if we're doing 20 Ks, mm. I'm running 18 Ks of that. I'm, I'm, I'm shuffling mm. 18 Ks of that. Uh, so I'd shuffle for a kilometre. I'd walk 100 metres. I'd get a drink. I'd shuffle a kilometre. Um, and that's carrying – Full marching order, weapon, boots, like you're in your full marching order gear. It's just, so that's how I got conditioned. So that 16 weeks was a godsend for me because more is more. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it got you, got you prepared for what was yeah. to come. I mean, I had to, for the swimming, I couldn't, so the swimming test for commandos is treading water for two minutes and then swimming 400 metres in full uniform with shoes. So, you know, everything's wet. So I had to go into remedial swimming and that's where I started to get some coaching from some of the uh, qualified commandos. It's like, hey, you need to do this. It's all about timing and rhythm. Um, so I every other day I was in the pool. I was just swimming because, you know, once you're in it, you want it. Mm. And if you want it, you got to work for it. So I was, I was just in that pool swimming, swimming. I mean – I still didn't – Yeah, I think you had 18 minutes, I think, 18 minutes. I used to – whatever it was, I used to finish with about two and a half minutes to go. So I'm like, I'm, I'm happy with this. You know, not that it's a pass is a pass, but that was me 100%. Yeah. Like, and, and But after the swim, you got to go for a run. Yeah. Or you got to go – because it's not just one event and then that's it for the day. It's crack on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Push-ups. I'm glad. I'm lucky. I was a good push-up. <laughs> you know, a short way to go too. Yeah. Well, hey, 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 hey. I've got hey, a fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's mate. Yeah. yeah. I've got about. Mm. I've got to go up fucking three meters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got but what big the, old fucking ape arms? I think that's why everyone stopped slagging off because I do good in chins and push-ups. Yeah. Like, and they can slag on me on the run. Yeah. But you know, you're not going to slag on me when it comes to upper body and yeah. stuff. Like, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that was um, that 16 weeks. That was. Harder than my selection. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, easy. And that's just straight from fucking Singo, yeah, straight yeah. into yeah, it. Yeah, So that was, Welcome. what, four months, so 16 weeks. I got yeah. three months, back squatted, and then did another 12 weeks. But then I still didn't go on selection because mm. I still couldn't pass the 3.2. So what they did, this is an analogy more so putting it into, they did the guys that were definitely going to go on selection and hopefully pass. They had the guys that needed ones and twos, that were Nelly there and then they had the guys that weren't. So the guys that weren't and, and were happy and they didn't really want to do selection, they became Alpha Company. 
um, someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and then I went and did uh, the heavy weapons course with Dave the, in 2000. And then um, so from there, I went and did the heavy weapons and then I went to heavy weapons platoon um, for a little bit before Timor and then uh, off to Timor in 2001. Yeah, right. So let's touch on that. Timor, this first deployment overseas, mate. How was yeah. – uh, fuck, this is what you joined the Army for was to fucking go overseas. And, and the luxury – I say a luxury. I mean, I would have loved to have been in a section out bush doing um, OPs and mm. living out at uh, one of the fobs out there. Um, but I was in heavy weapons. So, yeah. you know, bellies – like we had, a, we had two cars, yeah. uh, two. Um, I think they were a form of SRV. Yeah. Um, that's what we had. Yeah. And you know, like we used to drive around. Um, we went, we went to villages that no one had even been there. Like some of these people, are like who are you? What are you doing here? Like, <laughs> and it it was great because you get to see the country differently. Um, and it gave me plenty of time to train. To be yeah. honest, like, um. I mean, I used to run the the shop out at Maliana with the with the guys. You know, everyone's on as their duty to, to. I used to love it, and then um, you know, just train, train as much as I could. And my one of my very good mates, he was um, a Portuguese Timorese, and like he like the the town loved him. Yeah. So I used to go with him everywhere, like around Maliana, and we used to go and you know just talk to people and hang out and like then he became like the linguist for the company and then he'd go out in jobs and I'd go with him and yeah so that was good yeah right how long were you in Timor for over six months we oh, got shit. we, we yeah, got right. we got rockle as a company was it yeah Delta company yep um so my first um it got disbanded after Timor but mm. yeah Delta company heavy weapons DFSW yeah right um, <laughs> for you being heavy weapons any He's doing just patrolling around, really. Is yeah, patrolling, just, um, whatever tasks command yeah. needed done. Um, you know, if you want uh, escorts, uh, obviously there was no gun line needed. So yeah, you know, I mean, we'd practice and do what we needed to do. Mm. But um, you know, we'd whatever whatever task, um, we'd go out to all the other major fobs, uh, Batagade, Bat Balabo. Um, oh, I can't remember some of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, right. So you finished, uh, did you get any Rockle? Yeah, I got Rockle. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do? Go uh, home? No, just, I just came home. Yeah. My, um, Cashed up. My, well, my girlfriend at the time, she was, <laughs> she was a life and death, life and death bikey, uh, mole. Um, she used to be a getaway driver. Yeah. So it was funny. Like we get, <laughs> I know. So <laughs> You're just getting sucked. Thank you. <laughs> well, no, she was a good human. Yeah, I don't look at I don't you know, she, judge. Was a, she was a getaway driver. Well mate, they it was so funny. We're out on the piss. Um and we're in a in a club having a dance, doing a thing, and then the boys come and get her. I said, What are you fucking doing? I'm out with me girl, just leave her for a night. She goes, Babe, I've got to go. So she go and do a job. I'm <laughs> 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 like, yeah, so um but she was a horse trainer. Oh, was she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a getaway driver. <laughs> Casual. <laughs> uh, no, she was a fair bit older than me too. Oh, was she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, what was I, 20? She was 24, maybe 25? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Fucking hell. <laughs> Classic. So, yeah, mate, uh, do rock. We'll get back to uh, Timor, finish the rest of the deployment. Back to Australia, mate. Cashed up. Yep. What are you doing with this cash? Do you save it? Oh, fuck no. Yeah, you fucking blew no. it. Just like the rest <laughs> no, of us. No, I bought a car. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. blew it. <laughs> no, no, and then I went on a massive uh, piss trip with my civvy mates up yeah. to the Goldie. Um, mate, it was 
<laughs> you know those old phone parties and oh mate, yeah. it's just oh, like, they were fucking sick. They those were, phone yeah, dangerous because you they couldn't do it here at Fanny's. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like, don't talk to me about Fanny's. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was just crazy. I, I still had some money, but I mean, it, it was I was yeah. young, dumb, oh, and yeah. I was like, yeah, just fucking, yeah, 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 young rich. Dig. But uh, getting back from there, that's where I actually met my wife. Oh yeah, right. Uh, coming back. So I had my 21st over there. So you broke up with fucking uh, the, the fucking getaway driver? Oh, no, that, yeah, I think that happened on Rockle. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember. That, <laughs> she yeah. got busted by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, she's all right now, so. Um, <laughs> she's, yeah. She's an Uber driver now. <laughs> but you didn't ask me the question of where I was at, in uh, 9-11. 2001. Mate, yeah. Hey? So, all right, yeah. Mate, it is 2001. Yeah. I can tell it for whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mate, where were you? I was in Timor. Yeah, I was in Timor. No, I was, um, I was in the
get out of your fucking boat. See that boat over there? Swim. S- swim to that boat. And that boat was moving. You just didn't know it was moving. And you're like, how come I'm not getting any closer to this fucking boat? And Yeah, you were just getting fat, like maybe two hours just swimming towards this boat that was never getting any closer. So, And then guys like, fuck this. And then obviously the thoughts of sharks and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> so that was. That's your three-day barrier. Yeah, that was, it, at mine was, that. that's what the three-day was yep. involved. So you have all your, um, well, I don't know if the environmental tests, I'm sure of it because they're like, no, now you're not going on because you've pulled off. So that's how they got rid of some guys. And I know some people personally that um, didn't want to do it from that environmental testing, um, which I think is great. If you can get them as part of like doing some of those uh, shock, that they are shock um, environments. Then, yeah. and get rid of them there, then yeah. do that. Not yeah. even that. Just quickly, we spoke about it offline, tunnels. Yeah. You know, as I said, you know, you crawl in tunnels with this yeah, barrier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Down yeah. the track, which we'll touch on you yeah, know, we'll get soon. to that story, yeah. We'll get to that one. story, but, yep. you know, you're <clears throat> taking your body armor off and yeah. tunneling, yeah. you know, like the fucking yeah, yeah. I, I was rats, always, rats at the brook I, I was always the team's tunnel man. Team commander or not, I'm like, boys, I'm getting in there. You know yeah. this. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to put you in that. Yeah, position, but mates, uh, the three point two obviously gets you fucking again. So that was the first time your first yeah two thousand end of end of two thousand and one. Yep, um, and I was pretty fit, uh, and I'm like, okay, something's got to change here, uh, and I missed it by a fair bit. I reckon a minute, you know, and a minute in a three point two is a lifetime. Yeah, you know, so I literally every day. I would go out and run th- uh, 3.2 Ks. Um, Surround the ring road. No, 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 no. So I'd go down to one of those back ovals over the back of three area. Yep. And I would do two 800s, two 400s, two 200s, and whatever else was left in 100s. And I would just do that, mm. but one-to-one. So whatever long it took me, that was my rest and just go. And you've got to go hard. And then I just conditioned myself to sprint the 3.2. You know what I mean? Like it's like you had, you had to. to, and I, yeah. you know, and, and then so, um, in two thousand and two, when I finally got on, um, which is another funny story because I was on my um SIGS course, doing the commando SIGS course, and then they said you got two hours to be up there. You're doing that, which I think was a godsend because I didn't have time to think about it. Because you're ready, yeah. I was ready. I was fit. Yeah. I knew I was training. Um, but yeah, you got two hours. Get up there. Get changed, gear. Boom. Yeah. And I just had me boots resold because I all the shuffling and marching you do like shuffling you just grinds them down because well, yeah. you're not you're not running you're yeah. just shuffling and then yeah. obviously it just takes the whole sole off your shoe so I just got them resold so I had fresh soles on thank God uh, and then not the best boots either no I had the old, uh, the desert old oh did you yeah With the thick ones or the thin layer I ended up having the thick yeah 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 but they were lighter because I had them resold. In the same sole, but just not as heavy. Um, and then, yeah, I just smashed it. Um, well, I didn't smash it. I, I, I did it by three seconds. But, oh, did you? Oh, but to take fuck. that minute off, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, And a pass is a pass. And, you know, like I say that now. Um, I mean, there was guys doing it in like 12 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Under. Yeah. You know, like it's just – I'm one of those guys. Some of those athletes yeah. out there, like, I, I mean, yeah, just yeah. nuts. And obviously, again, one step to your fucking yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, And to me, it was just get it done. Yeah. And you don't know because they don't tell you. Yeah. They don't tell you pass or fail on the, like, when you're getting your test, they just write it down, 
all right, move over there. And then at the end, whenever it is, they just pull your name out. No, you didn't pass, you didn't pass. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, fuck, I'm still here. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, cool. Next, what's next? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, what was going on in your mind? You're just like, fuck. No, no, I just. Fuck for that. I, well, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah definitely. But I, mean. um, I don't dwell on the past. As yeah. soon as it was done. No, exactly, yeah. Uh, and after, so I did 12, I did what, maybe six months of that pre selection training um, of two sessions a day. So I'm like, okay. What else have they got? You know what I mean? Like I, I already, I knew what was coming because you, if you're in the environment, says there's another luxury for myself and a lot of other people. Being in an environment takes the unknown out. You know, it takes that unknown mm. and that fear out because that's where you waste a lot of energy. Like your fear and of the unknown, that's what gets a lot of these guys. That, oh, I passed it the other day. Yeah, but just you, you want it that bad that you've your nervous energy just t- zapped you, just taking you. So you know, that was a luxury for me. Yeah. And the fact I only had two hours notice. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's it. Yeah. No time to think, just to. Yeah, get it done. Mate, uh, selection 02. So how long is the selection? Because uh, it chops and changes over years, didn't it? I was listening to Dave's podcast this morning and he said it was the easy one. I'm like, oh, come on, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> easy. It was, uh, it was a winter selection in 2002 and um, – it hurt. Yeah. And we had CDs on ours. So obviously there was a counterterrorism um, and you have to have the C- the CD um, component of that. So they had to do the full commando selection course yep. and reinforcement cycle to go onto team yeah, at that stage. So Just for listeners, Navy clearance divers. Navy clearance divers. Yeah, yep. yeah. And mate, these guys could run. Yeah. If, in two, two, early 2000s, you know, the CDs, mate, they were fit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of them. Uh, one of them owns the uh, whiskey project now for a government contract. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yes. Sick dudes. Yeah, yeah, really good dudes. Um, yeah. So it it. I mean, it's hard in its own right because you've got to be in every moment. In in every moment, you know, you've got the people around you. You've got the instructors, there's just so many components that align or don't align for any uh, selection course. So I, we still had obviously people still trying to maintain and retain their rank. So on that, you know, like you'd have them assessed all the time at their rank. So I was either the lead scout or the tour IC for these guys. Um, so it was lucky when we did the, the movements package I, that's where I was, but um, stomping for that, uh, I just I found motivating others. So we could on runs. We had this uh, English uh, Royal Marine commando. He's an officer, top bloke. I can't think of his name, and he stayed at my house when I went to Iraq in '03 for three months. He loved it, right on the Cronulla beach, mate. He, yeah, yeah, he killed it. He's like, woo. <laughs> um, but he was one of our instructors, uh, and I'm just like, come on, boys, just fucking get it done. Like, and guys were just dropping off. So. Um, it was hard in its own right, uh, but I mean, I had morale on that course because one of my mates, middle of winter in Holsworthy, as you know, it's fucking cold. He came on selection with a poncho liner, and he was in my oh, section the whole no. time, mate. So I just look at him and I'm like, oh, thanks, bro. Like, he's just morale. <laughs> and, was, and he used to smoke and he'd be cold. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, he's probably, I don't know if he's still in the regiment now. Yeah, but he's still going. 
Yeah, yeah. So that was my morale. Like, oh, fuck, if he's, if I'm good, I'm good. I know. He's cold as shit, and I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> one, one bloke at Singer, I remember we went out field, it was fucking freezing. Yeah. August, July, August. He took his horse blanket out. No fucking winter sleeping bag. Under night vision, you watch his cut. Yeah, and it was morale just like, fuck, hate to be that cut right now. He's, and he's, he's cold getting out of his bag. Everything's fucking cold. I'm like, yeah, mate, that's morale right there. It's like, thank you very much. Can I help you? <laughs> oh, yeah, right, mate. So from there, you finish the selection, mate. Um, straight into it. Yeah. Um, you head out to Perth, though, for the SAS uh, Heavy Weapons course. Yeah, so we didn't um, – it was a group of maybe six or eight of us. So obviously no beret parade back then. I think I did maybe one or two courses before going to Iraq, but my I was put into the platoon. So I went to Bravo Company um, post-selection um, in 2002 uh, and then got put on the heavy weapons course. So I'd already done heavy weapons, so that's a bonus for myself. And then I went and did the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the javelin and stuff over in Iraq, uh, no, over in Perth, sorry, uh, in maybe late 02, early 03. Um, so that was my first exposure to being over in the regiment. But those instructors were so cool. Like, they were, um, you know, the old dudes that, you know, the old warrant officers and sergeants, you know, that been around for a while, mm. you know, and they're just – there's no – arrogance there's no let's just get it done like they were great yeah that was that was fun that was a good course i didn't get to fire a javelin um no one of the other boys no one no oh yeah yeah Yeah, but one of the other boys he got the fire the first one in training oh yeah right yeah yeah. so i think they're about 160k yeah yeah. i remember yeah one time we were in battalion like who wants to go watch a javelin get fired i'm like yeah all right and we drove all the way up to singo and this dude just fires one fucking jav (laughs) and then we drove back and we're like fuck well, is that it? And like, yeah. yeah, it's like 160 grand of fucking rocket, so we only can fire one. I fired three, if that makes oh, it feel yeah, yeah. yeah. In combat? Two in combat. Yeah. Oh, oh. I, I, and one of them was broken, so. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Mates, um, so you finished that uh, course out west, come back to Australia, mate. Uh, sorry, come back to the east coast. Yep. Uh, deploy to Iraq, mate, and obviously March 2003, Iraq war kicks off. Yeah, so I think- That's um, the invasion. Listening to other podcasts, February 14. So Valentine's Day deploy. So three years later from marching into the regiment. Yep. Uh, do my selection, do a couple of courses. I'm banging it, ready to go. Iraq, 03. Yeah, right, mate. Yeah. So this, is, so Valentine's your, this Day. is your second deployment. Yeah. And what was the what was the deal for you guys? What was the, the role? Uh, well- I was a bit confused. Well, we, we spent a lot of time out of Iraq. I mean, like I think Platts mentioned, we went in for like four weeks. Yeah. Uh, so I think once we, we were obviously set off uh, waiting for orders, we, we were positioned for future taskings, um, which was quite funny because we're in the big green army tents and all the pogues are in dongers with aircon. <laughs> Oh, mate. Of course. Oh, so like, <laughs> it was fucked. <laughs> we're sleeping on stretches. We're, you know, we're, we're doing all the patrolling, securing all the bases, doing everything we need to do. This is not in uh, Iraq at the time. Uh, and then, you know, like we get the go ahead. But I mean, we had that sandstorm. Uh, that, was, that wasn't that was in Iraq. That was out of country. 
uh, and then, you know, 72 hours and our shit, like you were sleeping in like two inches of bull dust. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where that photo came from. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that, that's where that one came from. Well, so, chuck it up for listeners. Yeah, that one, the uh, photographer come running out of this like divot in the dirt. I'm like, what the fuck? I knew he was coming because we were told there's going to be photographers around. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then he just came up and he had the camera up to his face. I'm like, what the fuck's he got? This big black fucking... <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then uh, he took the photo. So yeah, that's how that... Yeah. That's yeah. how that Shemag photo came when out. the listeners see this photo, you'll go, oh, fuck, I've seen that photo. Yeah, what, oh, the funny story about that. So when I was instructing them, oh, shit, I don't know if I was at the school at this time. Well, the candidates had their um, shirt off and one of the boys calls me over and he goes, Bergs, you got to come and see this. And this bloke had it tattooed on his fucking back. And I'm like, Oh, no way. I'm like, I'm like get me a pen. Bullshit. And he goes, what? I said, do you want me to sign that or what? <laughs> yeah, he had it tattooed on his back. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Far so. out, mate. If you're out there listening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Send I a photo in. I'll sign it for you. <laughs> sign it and get it tattooed. It's a hamburger. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, uh, digressing. Yeah, uh, Iraq was um, interesting. So when we finally got into country in the business and we went in with the, uh, the SAS squadron uh, and we captured uh, Al-Assad Air Base. Um, Shit. which was nine by 10 Ks. Um, so literally we secured that, uh, over a period of weeks. And then, um, the other platoon, um, went in and secured the new embassy, Australian embassy in, in, uh, Baghdad. Yeah. So, I mean, <sighs> looking at it holistically, uh, now and, and as a whole career, Timor was good. Iraq was good, but they were good stepping stones of course, into building a career. So you're not going there, huzzah, straight into gunfighting, which, I, you know, obviously we all wanted, but it was just, it was good stepping stones yeah. in through to, you know, what was to come. Understanding the concept yeah, of yeah, the concept soldiering. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we still yeah. were, I mean, we were hot wiring. This is what it was like. We were hot wiring Iraqi old vehicles to be our QRF vehicles. Like we had old cranes and we had a couple of white fleet vehicles uh, and uh, and a couple of other vehicles we had. But, I mean, you know, we were doing patrols of this airfield. Uh, we found all the jets, all the MiGs, all covered in um, uh, cam nets out in the desert and in big holes and got heaps of photos on them and I'll have to find them and send them to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm straddling this MiG-25. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's um, it was – especially just being new to the command, uh, a very good eye-opener. You know, I, I watch a lot of people, how they interact, like the SAS, and um, just watching mannerisms, and, and you, know, you could tell that we were fresh, we were new, but we were growing. Mm. And what we were going to become, you know, now is is awesome. You know, so those early days of understanding, you know, and in that moment you think that's the best there is. You know, but obviously in hindsight, like you just – you're just young and yeah. getting amongst it. So yeah, right now during this time, obviously the Americans. Yeah, you know, this is Team America's come. Oh, dude, rolling in, I mate. have never seen anything like it. So we're I'm on the. So each of our sections had their own little positions around the base, um, and you know uh, we were doing our push up challenge for the day. So push up challenge is someone does push ups. You've got certain amount of time to do those push-ups. I mean, mm. some days we were doing 1,500 push-ups because you're bored. Yeah. So it's like, and you, you're fit as hell, just come off selection. Oh, 
he just did a hundred push ups. Oh, shit. So you got, you got five minutes to do a hundred push ups or whatever. So he just, yeah, shredded. Uh, anyway, so we're at the top of the um, watchtower. And I look over and you just see this massive dust storm. And, and you just say, what the? F-? And you get the binos out. And there's like. Uh, it's an extended line. Not, it's just like you've got tanks in formation. You've got um, like 20 Apache helicopters. And that's like they just stormed over and they just. Within, oh, mate, it was amazing to watch all these different choppers, tanks, armoured vehicles, all in, like, triangular formation, just rolling through the desert. Hey, guys, we're here. It's like, what the fuck? But uh, it was just crazy watching that happen. And then within two days, they had dominated the whole base, and then we were out of there. Um, but I had my very, very best uh, Anzac day mm. in Iraq in 03. Yeah, right. Yeah, mate. We were just us and the squadron. Um, were there, uh, you know, a couple of drinks here and there, uh, you know, for their Anzac day, they wear shorts and, you know, like, uh, just scruffy. I got to be, uh, rest on arms, um, for the flyover, uh, which was a mad honor for me. Cause I'm, I get right into that sort of shit. Mm. I, I, I try and embrace that moment in time. I did miss the, the flyover, um, of the, these, our jets, excuse me. Um, and they nearly blew me over. That's how low they were. Oh, yeah, yeah right. They came in, man. It was nuts. I'm like, this is sick, but I'm not looking up. I can't. You know, I'm I'm at rest here. And I'm like, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was crazy. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. Gr- my, not hectic. Just, it was just, a, I don't know, at that age, at 22. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, just. And experiencing. Those 22 year olds are back here in Australia just. Yeah, yeah. Still trying to find out. Yeah. Which way's up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, that was nuts. That was by far my my best Anzac day ever. Mate, um, how long was that deployment? Uh, what? February, March, April. I think May eighteenth or mid May we came home. Oh yeah, so so three and a half months. Short, three, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But we went into we got Rockle uh, over there. So they while well, we had a bit of downtime, they sent us into um, the Red Sea or Dead Sea. I don't know which ones in. Red. Red Sea, yeah, the Red Sea. Anyway, we had a female, one of our females, I'll drive. I'm like, yeah, sweet, no dramas. No, you don't, females don't drive in those countries, mate, dude. We don't know this shit. Anyway, all the all, all the windows were getting broken from the people watching. Oh, yeah. So we came back with this high car with no fucking windows. Oh, no. <laughs> but we didn't tell them until we got back that the windows and all that. Oh, mate, it was fucking, yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, lesson learned. So. And then um, just before we left, this is another funny Birdie story, so I've got to get this one out. We're, we're, we're packing up to come home, and um, Birdie's music pumping. He's, on, he's having a few drinks. He's on the roof of, of, our, of our building. <laughs> he's got a mattress, and, oh, dude, he's just, he's just, a, just fun to watch, and we're just sitting there having a few beers, and he's burning everything. <laughs> he's, people had their shoes burnt. They couldn't get on the plane, and they had to find new boots. Oh, mate, it was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. He's just being baddie. Yeah. Oh, mate, he's just a weapon. He was such a oh, he was such a good bloke. <laughs> yeah, he could turn it on for the best of them, mate. He could. Oh. <laughs> mate, uh, so you do that three and a half months in Iraq, back to the <clears throat> East Coast, Australia, mate. What's yep. happening? What's that? Two thousand and four. Two thousand four. What was I doing? Um, let's have a look. Two thousand four. Uh, Bravo Company. Yeah. So I spent the next. Two solid years in Bravo Company. Um, 
Are you still doing courses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Amphib, um, so your Urban. your Rio was broken up. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, which I'm glad it, it's done the way it is now because it gives that member some clarity and some justification to who they are within yeah. the regiment. Um, but we were that busy. So I, I went to Bravo Company 04. I finished off whatever courses I had left to do. Um, I don't know if that's the year. I did three CQB courses. So the f- first one, I don't know if it was 04. I think it was because my second one was 06. Uh, so 04, I did my CQB course. I got to the very last day over in Perth, uh, very last serial. Um and I, I walked out the, the the back of the mock up and my knee gave way. And I'm I'm live rounds and I just drop my knee just gives way on me. So I'm sitting there going, What the fuck? My, my knee. So I've I've got a tear. I've now torn me me knee. So CQB is, is going hardcore here at the moment. Like it's it's the place to be. Um so I'd finished everything and then one of one of my mates, I'll call him a mate, came out. Um, Bram, and he goes, mate, you've passed everything. It's all right. You're good to go. You pass. And then uh, the company Sergeant Major was a regiment SAS bloke, and he comes out and he goes, nah, we're not passing you because you're not going to be current when you come on the team, and this is a 12-month injury, so you're going to have to come back and do the course again. And I'm like, get fucked. I'm like, you've just told me I've passed, and he's coming. I'm like, mate, this is fucked. So yeah, no, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get the tick. I, I passed the course, but Not I had to go back and do it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I tore my knee in uh, 04. You say Bram, Bram Connolly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I did Lieutenant Colonel. Oh, is he? Just got promoted. Of course yeah, you I, did, I just Bram. saw it on, uh, course you did, just saw it on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. but he, no, and he was a sergeant at the time. So, um, he, great. It was great. Mm. Um, he's always been that way though. Mm. Bram's like, he's a straight shooter, but he can talk to you as a human. Mm. Yeah, so, no, Bram, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I'm dejected, go back to the regiment. I heal very quickly, so I'm devoed because I didn't get the tick in the box. What did you do, ACL? No, I'd, I'd MCL maybe, oh, grade it was one. Just MCL. It was just, yeah. Oh, so it wasn't. Yeah, not much, but the couple doc. Months. Yeah, but the doc. Yeah. Yeah, and then he goes, we're not going to be current. So, you know, and I'm like, all right. <clears throat> anyway, so that's my first course. And then um, Bravo Company was so good back then, like, that like that was where it was at, you know. Like I was loving it. I was loving being part of it. You know, there's so many cool dudes in that in that company. Like Beardy, like uh, oh, everyone. Is so just quickly is for RIA at that stage. Everyone, commando. all those companies, yeah, yeah. yeah all, so command- all, all companies uh, were commando. No, no. Oh, I know Charlie. Bravo. Slowly getting everyone. Yeah, and maybe a bit yep. of Alpha Company because there was yep. no Delta at the time. Yep. Um, Delta was had, was disbanded after um, Timor. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think Alpha Company was starting. Bravo yeah. was in, yeah, I th- yeah, I definitely think there was there was three companies in 04. Um, that's how many selection courses we'd run and, and mm. just courses after course after course. Like So you were never not busy. Um but uh, I, that's when I supported, actually, 04 was when I supported my first um, selection course, as a, and they put me on the gun for the demos. Oh, yeah, right. I, I fucking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, running around, diving, I just didn't give a shit. Yeah. Just got back from Iraq. I was yeah. like, yeah, let's go, let's show these boys. So, yeah, that was great. Yeah, right. Mm. Uh, 2005, mate. So, 2005, 
was a changer for myself. Um, we went to Malaysia early on, um, and I was the lead scout of my team. Is that just a training trip? Is yeah, it? training trip, working with their guys. Um, my mate, Tim, who was uh, Tomo's team commander or vehicle commander. Tomo, Iceman? Yeah, Iceman. 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 <laughs> hey, Iceman, it was me. It was me. I said it to you. <laughs> or was uh, it you, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I already, I already rang him and said sorry, bro, because he was at the eggs. He was at the eggs. Oh, this is perfect. And he, he was lining up. To come through and there's that fucking ice man. <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I had a couple of other Bravo boys next yeah, to me. Shit. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Just for listeners, uh, if you want to hear this story, head back to Damo's, uh, Damien <laughs> yeah. Tomlinson's yeah. podcast. And there's we're, a part we're where we, we talk about this part where someone's yelled out Iceman yeah. and Damo didn't know who it was. Nah. Now I, it's all. I, I, it was funny. This I, is I, awesome. Yeah, I remember, I remember trying to say it. I was just saying, oh, there's that fuck. And I just, as it came to Iceman, I just yelled it out. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just at the eggs getting his breakfast. It was like fucking sweet. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Right. So 05. Um, yeah, so we went to uh, Malaysia very early on the piece, and I was a lead scout for that. Um, and you know, we jumped in. It was actually funny cause, uh, we're at the Malaysian, we're going to get our Malaysian, um, uh, paratrooper wings here. We're like, oh yeah, whatever. Cool. Anyway, <laughs> we're, we're outside of the hangar and this, this fucking jet just fucking sputs in. Like, oh, this fucking jet just crashes. Crash. Yeah. 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 And we'll like, fight a jet. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> and we're like, holy shit. And then you have no confidence in the, in the Malaysian airline. Anyway, <laughs> so that they'd stopped, like they'd stopped everything. Oh no, we're good to go an hour later. Just uh, one of our engines isn't quite working, and I'm like, get fucked! Oh, yeah, like, yeah, it was like nuts. Anyway, so we're going in to do our full, uh, full mission profile at the end there with them, uh, and we we end up parachuting in. We landed in uh, like a rice paddy with all the plastics, and you get your feet stuck through the plastic, you're fucked. Uh, and then um, static line, yeah, 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 <laughs> fucked straight in, mate. Don't worry. Um, full combat kit, fucking good to go in the jungle. Mind you, we ended up going into the jungle, uh, and then um, we literally didn't get off, even get off the uh, LZ, and they rolled us up with all these armored vehicles. So we're we're fucking from from H H hour, boom, straight in, fucking get rolled straight up by these Malaysian special forces in all their fucking armored vehicles, and they chase us for hours, and I'm the lead scout. And then uh, we get into the jungles, and it's just obviously you get slower and slower and slower in the jungle, but your concentration is through the roof. And uh, we were coming up to our LUP, so lie out point for the night for the evening on the top of this hill. And I'm, I'm I've been going for hours, and we just because we were just getting followed up, followed up, followed up by all these Malaysians. I don't know what they were thinking. They were thinking, "Oh yeah, we'll get them again. We're gonna oh, fuck." Just it was nonstop, and uh, I ended up uh, I go I was going I went down. And I got tied to a tree because we're on the side of this hill. In the, and like you had, there was no way I could, I would just roll down this hill to my death. And the boys tied me to a tree and then they're bagging me. So I got bagged <laughs> all through the night. My my team ended up staying down at the bottom of the hill or halfway up this hill with me and the rest of the, the batoons up on this LUP right up. Yeah. So I woke up with a big monkey jumping through a tree. I'm like, what the, f- where am I? What's going on? Like, Bergs, you went down hard yesterday. <laughs> So fucking hell. Yeah, so that was uh, – and one of our boys, um, Tim, who was getting that story, he fell th- three stories, broke his back. Fuck. Yeah, because their, their um, urban compound was just an old um, building and the railings were half missing and everything else. And I think he was doing a, a demonstration or he was walking through something with them and he just walked backwards thinking the, the railing was there and went, thanks for fucking coming. Fucking hell. Yeah, crazy. 
Crazy times. Make so, it even die. <clears throat> we were playing footy together at the time. So, mm. yeah, fucking crazy. Fuck 2005. Yeah, the same year uh, Jamie Clark passed away in uh, Solly's. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah crazy. Fell down the fucking well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Fuck. they were feeding us fish heads and shit for, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, oh, were they? Apparently, they were a, del- a delicacy. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, so crazy. And then, and then, um, we got back from there and the uh, boys were getting ready for Butterworth. Um, the company was going over to Butterworth, but they decided to put me on back-to-back promotion courses so that when they got back, I was to be promoted and stay in the, the company. So you're getting promoted to Lance Jack? Well, I was I was meant to yeah. uh, in, in at the end of 05. I can't remember if I went to Delta as a Lance Jack. I can't remember. Um uh, so see you as a senior digger. Yeah, so I think I went as a senior digger. Um, and then, well, when they were in Butterworth, they did their manning for uh, Afghan. Afghan. Yep. And then, obviously, it was only a platoon. Now, if you're not there, you're not seen, you're not thought of. So I obviously just, you know, was, see you later. Thanks for coming. So um, at the end of 05, I got, I think, I got posted into Delta Company and did our lead-up training because uh, Bravo Company was literally going into Afghanistan. Yeah, mm. yeah, shit. So, so a little bit Devo, you know, like that was your company for a couple of years and you build those rapports and um, relationships with people, but it just it is what it is. I didn't cry over spilt milk. I just got to crack on and get ready to go again with Delta. Yeah, and <clears throat> you're promoted into Brett Woods' team as his 2IC. Yes, <laughs> on our um, uh pre-deployment, obviously we were getting smashed and we're doing all these drills and everything else we're doing. His 2IC stuffed up um, and then he got removed from the team. And I think just before leaving, only just before, hey, you're Brett's 2IC. I'd never met really Brett or anything. I knew of him. Everyone knows who Brett Brett Wood is. But, um, yeah, so that's how that went down. Um, And that was awesome to become Brett Woods to I see like that's for me, that was the pinnacle of my career. Like regardless of everything I've, I've done, like to be mentored by, by him, to be led by him, mm. mate, outstanding. Like just a phenomenal human being. Mm. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway. So yeah, that's what happened. And his two I see ended up, um, getting sacked and then go and do an SAS election, past SAS election. Oh, and went SASR? Yeah. Yeah, shit. Yeah. So you got sacked from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Every dog has its day, apparently. Cat's picking up the drinks. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying nothing. <laughs> uh, one army, one army, one command. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, all right. So, again, you. this is your first deployment to Afghanistan, mate. This is... 06, yeah. 06. Yeah. This is Afghan. This is the real fucking deal. Yeah. This is the beginning of the real fucking well, deal. We, you don't know. I mean, you hear about skirmishes and yeah. the Bravo Company, like Dave spoke about the Chena Calais. Yeah. And he's, Is this the first point for Tucum? Oh, for Delta. For, for Delta. Just for Delta. For uh, 06 one, Delta. Yeah. We'd already done 05. Uh, our oh, company did o, late 05. Bravo Company did o, uh, start of 06. Yep. And then Delta did the late 06. Yep. And I the think. cats were in, fuck, 2002. They went in. Oh, they did quick, the, they? Yeah. Yeah, the initial one. I mean, that yeah. would have been cool as shit. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donkeys, horses, all that sort That's of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, think- I mean, just doing the job for real back in the day. I mean, it was it was loose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there were, like there's no, 
oh, you can't do that because we might get in trouble sort of stuff. Just, yeah, just, just get the shit <laughs> done, bro. You, you are yeah, the professionals. Yeah. You make the decision on the ground. You get that shit done. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. So, all right, mate, so <laughs> you get into Afghanistan. Yeah. With Delta Company, mm-hmm. as Brett Wood's fucking to I see. Yeah. Epic. Killing it, loving it. What's what's happening? Like, you know, what's it? Where's the AO and what's the role? So we are a platoon plus. You know, like obviously you gotta have your hanger honours. Um, Perth had a squadron uh, in later deployments that flipped, where they were a troop and then we were a company. Um, but you know, we were DAs. Uh, any task, uh, disrupt, clearance. Um, you know, key leadership in engagements, uh, really whatever needed to be done. And and back in the day, where is this? Are you, so are we, we are. So we're po- we're in at um, TK Tarakau. Yep, 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 yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Yep. And we we literally early- it's bare bones TK as well. Yeah. Though, well, just- yeah, yes. I, well, I think by the time we got there, yeah. uh, Alpha Company was definitely bare bones. Yeah. Like they they didn't have much, and they had to help build it all up as well as patrol. So like it's um a, a luxury that when we got there, the dongers were all good to go. Um, you know, it, for me, it was like getting, get the job done. It was sweet. Yep, so, yep. I mean, we, we did a lot of, uh, Chora Valley, uh, up to Baluchi, uh, up into certain compounds, just trying to talk and deal with key leadership engagements and just getting a feel for the joint. All really. vehicle moves? Uh, all SRV. Yeah. So back in the day, we only had, uh, uh SRVs. So, uh, special, short reconnaissance mm. vehicles. Just to fucking land you with the roof off. Yeah, but up, like, yeah. not up armored. Um, we had some armor. Yeah, but our armaments, like on my car, I had the Mark Nineteen. Um, we had uh, eighty four Javelin. Um, you know, like my my driver was a marksman, so he had two rifles. Like it was just, you know, these things they didn't go above fifty k's mm. an hour, even on good road. Like they were tons, like tons. So yeah. Um, they, that, that's what we had. Um, and then, yeah, we just go out, you know, getting the feel for it, understanding the chatter coming through, understanding their intent. And then it just started getting loose. I mean, we, we were coming into Chora one day and we were getting spotted on. So the snipers got out, um, the record, the very first longest shot record for snipers. I watched that happen. That was sweet. It was a cold shoot, so those two boys wailed on this guy. I couldn't tell you the distance, but it was just epic to watch. Like watching the sniper go about his business and like you're in all-around defence, but you're just watching. You know what I mean? Like you're just watching this guy. They do their talks. They do their chat. They do their, you know, windy, jaw, that sort of stuff. Just watching them and then bang, whack, thanks for coming. Yeah, just to see it and go through the process, like a lot of respect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because they're typically up in mountains. Yeah. Copping it hard, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, and then, um, we went in and around Chora, um, and then we got, we rolled a vehicle one night, actually, this is just before our first contact on the 19th of June, which is the regiment birthday. So I love it. It's like, I always remember this one. Yeah. It's sweet. So we rolled a vehicle. It was actually our sniper's vehicle, I think. And we nearly lost one of the boys. He's still serving at the moment. Um, but he was stuck down in this culvert and you could see all the guys with their AKs, but we're trying, we're trying to skull drag this vehicle out of this this massive culvert, and I'm we're at the back, and I'm watching all these guys on their roofs with their AKs, and they're trying to see. So they've got no um uh, night vision. Oh, it's just at night. Mm. Yep. 
So I'm like, fuck. Oh, so they can hear all the commotion. They can hear it. Yeah, they can't, just can't see, see it. it. But I'm looking at them through my night vision. I'm like, fuck, man. Probably I'm can not hear, gonna, hear all the English yeah, speaking and, too. And I'm like, we're not going to um, engage because it's just not the time and place. You know what I mean? And and they're not engaging. Like rules of engagement, obviously, you know, once you can see that you know that they're bad dudes. Um, but yeah, you just you just watch. So it's just, it's it's hard because you're trying to skull drag this vehicle out. You've got in, injured dudes, and it's like fuck. But there's a bad dude right there. But you just you can't shoot him. You just don't want to put anyone else at risk. You don't know, you know like so much other things that are mm. important than just whacking on someone at the moment. And he's, yeah. not, he's not causing us any yeah. harm. He's just listening and watching and passing on information. But sure, we'll take that. <clears throat> and then that next day. We patrolled out, skull dragged this vehicle the whole way back. And um, only by chance. You, you happy for me to go into this? Yeah, so, man. That's yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. So, fucking cracky. Yeah, you're right. So, um, <laughs> Brett. Story uh, times uh, with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, our team was at the front, and um, the Bushmaster skull dragging this SRV was um, obviously struggling because you're going to get through the desert and all these culverts and everything. And so he's a little bit trying to find his way. So we just went up to provide security uh, and then give a bit of overwatch and uh, oversight into the, oh, yeah, we can go this way, do a bit of route recce for him. Anyway, so we get to this, we roll up onto this mount uh, ridge and there's a village off to our right and then we look to the left and we see, I don't know, 12 Fighting age males, fam standing there, RPGs, AKs, and Brett's like on the radio, hey, hey, boss, there's um, there's guys here with AKs and weapons, and there's bad dudes here. And he goes, can can we engage them? And I, the word yeah, and boom, as soon as we knew it was yes, he's <laughs> like, <laughs> we we raced. Uh, we raced a fucking, I was, I had, so the thing is I had my laser cause it was just on dusk and literally the light was going and they couldn't see us. Uh, and I had my laser on this typically, I'm a short dude. So I picked the biggest, tallest fucker I could find <laughs> <laughs> and he had an RPG on his shoulder and I'm like, fuck yeah, my laser's on you motherfucker. You big tall cunt, I'm going to get you <laughs> anyway. So even before the boss finished saying yes, Brett's like unleashed. I'm like, ah, I'm just mean, me and Brett just fucking get as many, like it was as crass as it is. It's like shooting kangaroos in a paddock. It was, thank fuck, because they just opened up. Uh, and then, um, for How many? The, uh, I reckon there was about 12 there, but all the compounds were full of bad dudes. So yep. they were actually setting an ambush. Oh, were they? Yeah. So we, they were doing their final orders oh, shit. To, to, to ambush us. So we counted their ambush but because it, we've never fired on anyone before, we're like, fuck, there's some bad dudes here. Yeah, so we find that just, just by luck, we counted their ambush. Just by luck, by, you know, patrolling, mm. doing your task and doing a bit of route wrecking, going to the high ground to su- su- uh, support the, the skull dragging of the vehicle. Yeah, we wailed on these fuckers for a couple of hours. Um, someone else spoke about the gunfight too. Um don't know if it was on your podcast or another one, actually. Yeah. Um, Geordie McCullum. Have you done Geordie yet? No, no, mate. I've been fucking. Dude, he was my gunner. Mate, I've got a fucking, I've got so many mad stories about that bastard. Push him. <laughs> I, I'm, I've been speaking with him. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we're wailing on these guys and then all their um, reinforcements come in uh, and it just get obviously it's getting darker and darker and darker. And then, um, so the, the building's on fire. 
you can see the Taliban in the shadows of the fire just waving their friends to come over and this. and like So we're fighting for a couple of hours. And then um, my mate pulls out this javelin uh, at 175 metres this compound was. And I'm like, fuck, he's going to do it. <laughs> he fires this javelin. We stop. The whole gunfight just stops. We're like, yeah, that's fucking sick. And it's just top attack straight on top of this building. Buzz, fucking thanks for coming. And we're like, yeah. Next thing you know, ting, ting, ting. Oh, fuck. Boys. And they just started shooting at us again. And like, oh, fuck, straight back into it. Uh, and all their um, – uh, recent, like or their um, support, what do you call them? Bloody reinforcements were coming up the road. So I, we had the other javelin ready to go, uh, facing towards the road where there's like eight different cars lined yeah. up. They were they were coming in as reinforcements to to help them, but um, I'm guessing they got told not to because we yeah you know, we destroyed we we fucked them up. So yeah, crazy. Yeah. Was that all that night was that? Yeah, yeah. I watched. Uh, Geordie, um, he's out now, so I can talk about yeah. him. Um, he was my Mark 9 gunner, and this bloke, so they were starting to come out and do fire and movement, uh, and they were bounding out the side of this this compound, uh, and then i just give Geordie a target indication, you know, fucking three o'clock reference target compound, uh, like enemy bounding. He goes, oh, yeah, got this. He just fucking turns his Mark 19, one round. He hit this dude on the chest. I'm like, oh, you're like not even a... Uh, um, a what do you call a marking round, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, a siding round. Yeah, siding yeah. round. Yeah, yeah, bang, straight on the chest. I'm like, yes, that's the sickest thing I've ever seen. Oh, mate. Oh, pink mess. Thanks for coming. Yeah, just dropped him cold. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, oh, it was crazy. Yeah. Fucking hell. So for, this for, is- For a first hit out. That's what I mean. This is your your introductory to yeah. gunfighting. Yeah, yeah. And again, I, I assess this- um, all the time of like, oh, yeah, wh- what could I have done better? How could I have done it better? Mm. Yeah, as you do, you know, critique, you know, introspectively assess yourself to your standard. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, that was interesting. It was it was a good good first hit out, but we were lucky. We were lucky that we – because I'm guessing the night before when those other guys were there, they were communicating, they're coming back through your way, and then, yeah, they were setting up to hit us. So we got the – lucky got the upper hand on them. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking <clears> hell. <throat> so – DA Nile. Here yes. we are. It's its own podcast, but yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. This yeah. is so this is uh leading up. So this is the 9th, tenth of July two thousand and six. Um so what, two weeks after this yeah, first about, about, knockout. Yeah, three weeks, yeah, two, yep. three weeks after. Um uh JDF two. Um Canadian Special Forces. Yeah, we're sitting in our um fob and wanted to work with the Australian forces and they were doing a, a job leading up to uh, Op Perth, which was the clearance of Chora Valley, um, which we all became part of anyway. And um, they were doing their con ops and setting up and coming up with their plan and like, hey, we need a QRF. And the S- <laughs> I'm not having a go at them, but it's just ironic how it ended up. And the SAS, uh, SAS were like, well, we're no one's QRF, so we're not doing it. I'm like, well... Okay, so we're like, yeah, fuck, we'll do it, no dramas. And it was Brett Wood's 28th birthday. So we're like, oh, well, we're going to be out there all night. You know, we're going to have to be up. So we had a Red Bull party. And, <laughs> oh, mate, we, we had, we'd done all that battle prep. Everything was done. We're like, okay, well, we'll do a bit of Red Bull party and we'll fucking we'll bang it in. And I remember, I mean, I had maybe six Red Bulls. Some guys had eight. Like the DTs were just going through the roof. And I'm walking to the car with me, me rig and I'm shaking. I'm like, fuck, let's get it done. <laughs> 
anyway, so on that night, we actually had a, a BM, a Bushmaster. Um, and I think we had a, two or three, maybe two Bushmasters, but there was only, so we were a platoon minus going in. So there was only 24 of us uh, allocated to the QRF task. Anyway, so the JDF, um, they went in and they were hunting um, Nile, DA, uh, Objective Nile. Um, and then, so they went in and they did their job uh, and they were doing their job and we were coming up to our um, uh, loiter for the QRF task. So you, know, you go through your certain positions to uh, um, get closer, be, be available, be ready to, to bang it in. And I said, oh, we're at the spot and we just keep rolling through. And I said, what's going on? And he goes, no, they're already in tick, mate. Troops in contact. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, you're right, eh? So we just start rolling towards this. And they are, like, at this stage, I think they had one guy shot in the ass. One guy had his thumb shot off and another guy was shot in the head, all still alive. And I think they lost an A&A um, or one of their yeah. uh, supporting staff. Anyway, and we had an LO with them as well. So we just literally just rolled in. Uh, and to paint the picture, it's like coming in, I think we came in from the south and think of a football field and we were like the bottom left-hand corner. And then to the left of us was just a string of compounds and to the right of us was a laneway and a string of compounds down to the target compound. And then the football field itself was uh, HLZ. So <clears throat> by this stage, the Canadians are like, fuck, we've got to bug out. So they'd done all their clearances. They got objective Nile and they were like, fuck, we've got to get out of here. And like, yeah, yes. Yeah. So we, we ended up securing the, from that corner, the uh, HLZ as best we could. Like there was just rounds going everywhere. Like there was, from reports, up to 300 Taliban. Um, and they were getting their ass handed to us. And, and um, the only people that would come in and get them were the Aussie Chinooks. They were the only people that were willing to, to land on that hot HLZ to pick these guys up to get them out of there. And it was epic to watch. Like, so we'd been gunfighting for a while and uh, we're in our position. Um, and, like, our our real gunfight started after they left um, because, obviously, the Taliban are fighting twice the members in two different locations. So they're, they're separated and they're spread out. So um, we're securing that. <clears throat> I remember whilst we're securing it, so we're sitting up in this top right-hand corner uh, the, in the reference of DZ, so bottom left but top right for if you're coming in for the angle of where the, the uh, Chinooks were coming in. And the Taliban were just coming out of everywhere to get us. And I, I remember we parked our vehicle sort of second in the order of March and then the lead call sign was forward with their SRVs because they had more armaments and their Mark 19, but their Mark 19 had just gone down. So we'd had a, a massive stoppage and uh, I just see dust and then one of the boys going, I'm fucking hit, I'm hit. And you just see Brett, it just breaks. So I'm trying to watch as a tour. I see you try and manage your whole team, make sure we all stay together. i got my my dude trying to get his 84 out ready just to pump this, this gun pit. Brett's in his, he's got this, famous crouch when he he get down low and he just like run real f super fast and he gets over to him and there's this rpg just doing donuts uh this round just doing donuts next to this car and it had just been flicking rocks at him but obviously that's coming in at a, a great rate and brett's like brett was a paffer so he was he was next level up from cfa he was all over it real reactive too um 
and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you're good, you're good. <laughs> so the lead call signs there, no Mark 19. They're just wailing on guys with their M4s and 40 mils and uh, the 58 was on the front, so the car was always manoeuvring and then we would in-bus, de-bus. And then I remember just sitting there was this 84. So I've got to check the BDA, so the, the back bus danger area for this this rocket because uh, there's people running everywhere. And he, he, I'm sort of a half koala wall, so a big mud wall but only half the size, so maybe a metre tall. The enemy's firing at us, but we need to destroy the enemy. So I sort of mount this koala wall to get out of the BDA. I'm sort of half in the in the killing zone and half in cover. And I said, hurry up, and he fucking wows this 84 airburst straight onto this pit. I'm like, that was fucking sick. That was so good. And then my gunner's running over, and he's just like, it was just, it was, just, it was mayhem. All, all the night, but the initial break in for us because we you got to find your feet, you got to understand the terrain and just understand where most of the fire is coming from each time, and it just changed. It was just epic. Um, and then so the Apaches come in for support for the Chinooks, and the Chinooks like yeah, one minute out, and they come in and they just land and it's just like tracer rounds and RPGs and everything else just going at these helicopters. Like, and they didn't get hit once. Like, like we, we just thought that the Canadians were fucked. There was no way that they are going to get out. Anyway, um, and they didn't want to leave us. They're like, hey, we, you, we can't leave you. There's too many enemy here. But we couldn't take them. We couldn't carry them in our vehicles. So the only way that they could get out, unless they were going to fight out on foot, was those Chinooks. So they ended up getting on the Chinooks and... They were talking and, oh, yeah, sorry, guys, we've got to go, like, wounded, everything else. The Apaches got hit with um, rounds, so the Apaches got shot up. The Chinooks, not one round, apparently. Like, that's what they're telling us. And they were gone. And that's when our fight really started. Like, we were like, okay. How many, sorry, just quickly, how many blokes are we talking QRF for you guys? 24. So it's 24 years. Yeah, there's 300 Taliban. How many, how many vehicles? Oh, What's that about? No, maybe... Maybe six, yep. maybe. Bushies or bushies? No, nah, no. Nah, nah, SRVs nah. and nah, There was four SRVs. Yep. There was a full section of SRVs um, and then I think four Bushmasters. Don't don't quote me on that. Yep, yep. And, and anyway, so we were the lead call sign in, but because we were on that um, area, we became the last call sign and because the gun on the armament had gone down on the lead car and the section commander's car, they started heading out and he did the route out. Um, he got the star of gallantry for this night. There's been so many fucking sick stories. Anyway, so our BMs there, we're making sure everyone's going and we get some momentum and we just obviously, we're breaking contact. So like we've debussed, we're covering their movement, we in bus, we kept going up, guys are out the top. This is probably one of the, the first times I'm like, okay, you're a commander now, you're a 2IC, you can't get out of that port, you've got to, has ammo, you got to make sure that we're managing stuff. So, you know, the boys are wailing on heaps of dudes. They're everywhere. Just quickly, mate. So <laughs> how far were the JTF guys from you guys? Uh, What's that distance? They were a couple of hundred metres. Oh, they, so it wasn't far? No, oh, no, no, no. no, gotcha, no. So no the, the target compound was just, yep. you know, uh, up the alleyway yep. on the other side, on the, let's say, where the bottom left, let's say the bottom right Yeah, hand. perfect. 
Yep. So of the, I'm just of trying that. to paint a picture here yeah, for the course. listeners. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they're about two, 300 metres away. Chinook's coming in, pick yep. up JDF boys. They've bugged off yeah. all those Taliban that they were targeting yeah. JDF. Well, we, we've, yeah, we did They've a, conversed onto you guys, so you've yeah, got yeah. the fucking swarm. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, actually, a uh, uh, good point. The platoon commander at the time, he remembers uh, shaking hands with the JDF commander and swapping patches or doing something on the, like, this is like fucking good luck. Sort oh, of. on the battlefield? Yeah, mate. Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just, I don't know. It's it was, hard. It's hard to yeah. explain when this shit goes down how it happens because when the adrenaline's kicking in, shit slows down, but it's going that fast. So you just see life and the battle differently, and yeah, you just remember so much just more. Commanders swapping yeah, patches. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. good luck, boys. Good luck, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then um, by that stage, we had a uh, um, gunship on station. AC one thirty. AC one thirty gunship. Yeah, Spectre. Yeah, yeah. And it was um, it was sick. Um, that was the first one. So. Th- They've got like their one hundred and fives, their thirty mil cannons, and forty uh, mil, for, a forty mil. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, mate. Uh, so they're like just the hand of God on all these targets. They just buzzing, buzzing targets, buzzing targets, and they're like, "Oh, we'll clear, we'll clear what we can." You guys, we were in bus, d bus. Uh, anyway, we became the the, the rear core sign, um, and and so we were like you don't want to get disconnected from anyone because once they isolate you, they're going to fucking converge, destroy, whatever. Okay, so, like, the, the drivers we had were from 6RAR and Buddha, if you're listening, bro, I fucking love you. You're, what you did that night obviously kept us going and it was sick. It was like those 6RAR boys, that, that's a story, you know what I mean? And they didn't get out of the cars. So they could only drive the, mm. the Bushmasters, mate. And that, like, to be not be able to in the gunfight, but you're that far in it. You know, you just the only thing you do is just drive that fucking car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sick. Yeah, uh, I so had one bloke on from Six R. Yeah, that uh, I think he might have been there. I'm pretty sure. You're right, eh? And he said he just it was like front row seats to the fucking movies, just oh, watching dude. these boys in fucking action. Yeah, yeah. And then um, anyway, so we we go maybe a hundred meters, and then uh, the lead call sign like they were just getting pizzled with rounds. So they're all debus and they're laying down next to their cars. They're shooting, getting into it. And Brett's like, yeah, let's debus. So we debus. I take my team left. He takes his gun team right. And the boys are like, where do we go? And I'm like, just use the trees. But these trees are, you know, the size of your calf muscles. You know, if you've got big calf muscles, maybe not. But, you know, like they're, they're tiny. Brushes, yeah. yeah like, so I just gave him an answer. And I'm like, yeah. So so we just started pepper potting using these trees and just wailing as much as we can on and enabling those guys to get back in to their vehicles to then crack on again. You know I mean? But by this stage, you've got RPGs coming through your positions and, you know, like it's getting hectic. So it's like you've got to be spot on with your comms and, you know, listening to the command. I remember running back to the car and um, Brett had the gun with him on his side and he's just got it in his shoulder and he's on instant running straight at my face. And I'm like, get the fuck in the car. And he goes, what? I said, you're on instant, bro. What are you doing? Like, oh, you're in contact. Mm. And he's getting in the car. Sorry. I said, mate, I don't give a fuck. We'll talk about this later. I don't care. Like, obviously, I'm just letting him know that, hey, fucking switch on, bro. You know, you're on instant. Like, shit's happening. Anyway, so we get back in the car. And I'm like, lads, PID only. You have to have target. I've got to manage this ammo. Like, we are f- fucking brass. Skimping. Well, not skimping. Yeah. It's PID. Yeah. You know, it's not like 
just dirty thirties out the out the pits. It's like, hey, let's be professional. Pick your targets. Awareness. Drop that yep. target. Move to your yep. next one. And I'm looking through the window and I'm giving target indications here and there and I'm just handing ammo and just watching ammo. You know, like guys are bombing magazines for all our ammo and then I look out the window and I go, Geordie, you see that guy there? Yeah, yeah, he's running right to left, right to left. And he goes, what, 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 bang, one round and just drops him. I'm like, what, dude, again? I'm like, that is fucking sick. Just drops him cold. I'm like, fucking animal. You're an animal. <laughs> I love it. I wanted to do it. I wanted it to be me, but it just, you know, yeah. Like, that's the, that was my first like, fuck, you're a 2IC, bro. It's not your job. I learned my lesson again later on. Um, anyway, so we're just doing that and we're just – fight and then we get out of the car a couple more times and the boys get stuck and you know like some of these cars are getting skull dragged they're, like they've got nothing their engines are shot to shit the cars are shot to shit i mean there's a write-up in the um commando rag about it uh it goes into heaps more detailed other people's perspectives of it and stuff but yeah it's just epic anyway so we're fighting our way out and then the lead course on finally finds his um yeah we'll take this route all routes were blocked and we've got rpgs bouncing off the front of the BMs. Like, so the angles they were coming in, they weren't hitting us flush. Yeah. And just straight off skimming, the, it. skimming off the windscreens. And Buddha um, opens up his little, uh, like, communication. Yeah, that little hatch. Little hatch thing, thing out yeah. the side so he can talk to anyone that's outside. And, dude, he's, that, the Taliban are just running through our vehicles just, like, trying to get to us. And he's got his pistol. He's browning out out the out this little hatch, and he's just wailing like rounds. That that's how serious it got. Like he, he couldn't cover every angle. You were just like do do popping left, right, fucking you know. And then um, Spectre, it's the first Spectre's finished. He's gone Winchester. Second Spectre comes on, and he's like fucking yeah. And you you put it on in your in your truck so you can hear what's going on. Target indications, you know, watch this route, they're, they're verging here, there's big numbers coming from this location. So they're giving us like like spotters. They're just, and, and they're obviously doing their bit and they're wailing on these dudes as well. So, and then he was there, I don't know how long he was on station for, let's say another 40 minutes. He goes Winchester. So then the third one comes on. Fucking three gunships. Yeah, three gunship comes and he goes like, bros off. And, and, and it, it, it's getting hectic now and we're just, and then the Taliban are setting up for an ambush and someone's seen it and then uh, starts wailing on them. So sorted that out. And then you see the Talibs hiding between the sheep trying to approach us. Like, so the sheep don't care. Yeah. They're not running when gunfights. They just stand there. They don't care. And the, you can see these bodies moving through the sheep trying to, uh, pincer movers you know what I mean come around and hit us from the different angle and then the boys catch them and wail on them one of the uh, lead call signs you know literally drives over a gun pit and just drops a grenade in it and just keeps driving and there's like enemy in there it was just fucked anyway so that's happening and then um, you know I think we debust maybe one more time and this Spectre this last one he goes boys I've got, I'm out I'm bingo but I'll spot for you the whole time because Everyone else is done, and he's just spotting, and, he, and he just like lighting up different targets, and you just wherever the spot was, because it's just dust from all the rounds, like starting to get brown out from that much dust coming up from rounds, just hitting everywhere. So you're just watching for these, and you're just picking off ones and twos here and there, and just like it was epic, it was epic. It, um, but I didn't feel scared at all in those moments. And I, I'll say that because um, when we get to the Battle of Chora is when I come to terms with death. Um, yeah, and it was it was pretty good. And then we so we fought our way out. 
and sun up was just yeah, daybreak was coming in and uh, SAS ended up getting called out to be our QRF. Um, and this is massive, you know, not, not them coming out, but the, the gunfight itself was, was just, huge, you know, like 300 versus 24, you know what I mean? Like the numbers are just through the roof. How we didn't lose anybody is beyond me. Um, but anyway, so we get out and then they're in their formation. We finally marry up with them. And I just said to the boys in the back, I said, when you get out, no high fives, no nothing, get out, say hello. Uh, and then get back in the car. Don't give them anything. Obviously, it's SAS commando sort of, mm. you know, relationship mentality. It's like, hey, just be professional. Get out, do your thing. I get out of the car. Say, the weather's good, eh? Like, you know. And it, but when I'm opening the door, brass just falls out. Like it's just like it's already an inch deep in the back, two inches easy. Like just you're just walking through it. It's like sand. Just that much brass. It was just unreal. Fucking crazy. Hell. Anyway, so get get it, and they say nothing to us, obviously, and they do their bizzo, and then uh, we get back from that. Um, and <laughs> the debrief was interesting because everybody was in on this debrief, and we're like, and then um, all the big wigs had flown in for this debrief, <laughs> and our lead call sign, um, our one one, he gets up and he gives the the, the battle assessment and everything else, and this is fucking just listening to it again it's like wow that we just did that that just happened and then um the camera crews rolled in not too long after and then we all got interviewed for it because it was just it was you you never hear about it you know that's you know people say oh, yeah bullshit bergs but um you know it's battle long tan stuff you know what i mean like the numbers i'm talking about like mm. it's a diff- different era different different thought process but you know over 10 to 1 what were the kois for oh. estimated Taliban estimated about 130, but you know who knows, you know like um yeah you know when you land Give or take yeah. yeah well we landed so the, the DA Nile was having a shura mm. with all the Taliban commanders and all those Taliban commanders were high end all there, so they yeah. all had like 20 PSD, you know what I mean like so and then plus all the other Taliban that's just their PSD then they bring their armies with them, so they were getting ready for the obviously the um the Chora offensive. So it was nuts. It was just crazy. Yeah. And on your guys' half, any yeah. injuries? No, no, no wounded, wounded no injuries. Wounded just, action, just cars nothing. were proper just fucked. Pizzled. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Fucking yeah. pizzled, mate. Hell. I love the BM. The Bushmaster is mate, like, it's, it's, like it's. We've said it, this before. It's good for what it does. Yeah, but it's so hard to fight out of because you've only got. The like, three. Yeah, you need to have like a sliding. Front, you need yeah. to have a sliding well, roof. Yeah, so yeah. you just all stand up and just wail. Well, I think side. they've got that mortar variant. Where have they? They've got the fucking. Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah I've seen yeah. it somewhere. Yeah, fuck. Because, you know, we all want to fight. We all want a gunfight, but you're just like, oh, fuck, yeah, okay, get up. You're the dude. <laughs> you, you, do, you do you, I'll do me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was epic. Fuck, mate. And then, literally, we, we roll out, what, the next couple of days and we go into Hot Perth. Perth. All right, let's fucking, fucking, fucking bang that just in. Just like you just said, let's <coughs> roll straight into Op Perth, yeah, mate. So Battle Perth, for Chora. Battle for Chora and the, uh, clearing up through to the Baluchi Pass. Yeah, yeah. So um, Op Perth, obviously, so Perth had the uh, – uh, FE Alpha had the, had the lead and they um, – when they inserted, they inserted actually into a compound. So they were literally within the village itself in a compound and then we were to the rear um, – literally across a dirt road, but on uh, like a, f- a finger feature uh, and then spread out. So we had our mortars set up um, and then 
the sections around this feature. So like a big horseshoe feature and then uh, command and platoon sergeant and admin was pretty much in the middle. Anyway, so sporadic firing, sporadic gunfights, first couple of days, um, and then uh, our mortar team hadn't been in any gunfights just yet. This this specific mortar team, our other team had done a, a couple of really good, cool jobs with um, the SAS guys, and they, SAS used them for a couple of their tasks and stuff. So um, anyway, so they getting pizzled, and I just remember running forward, and we were just skull-dragging these mortar tubes, and and they're, they're they're underneath their car. I'm like, well, what are you fucking doing? Like, there's rounds coming in. You just get used to it. And they're like, get in your fucking car and move your car back. Get it going. Fucking let's go. And it's to no fault of their own. You know, they just hadn't had that exposure. Mm. So we're skull dragon. I think even the platoon sergeant was skull dragging it with me. And he is a mate, a weapon. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that knows uh, this individual, he's a fucking weapon. One of the biggest dudes. He's the smallest in his family. No, he's just. He's, he's epic. Anyway, so that's going on and um, getting resupplies and stuff like this. Anyway, the resupply comes in. And as the resupply comes in, we get hit again. And there's me and all the other two I see standing there and a couple of diggers standing there with the platoon sergeant. And me and the, me and the platoon sergeant are standing there and all these guys, they're all hiding in and around the car like, like and the platoon sergeant just goes, this work party's not going to do itself. <laughs> I just start laughing and we're like just unloading cars and just trying to resupply the the, the guys. Yeah, yeah. But that, that, that'll stick with me forever. Just on the back of this battle mog, the old battle mog. Yeah, yeah. Fucking unload. This work not going to do itself. It's fucking epic. Yeah, such an epic dude. I learned so oh, much from him over here. Someone else has told that story. Well, there you go. Yeah, someone yeah. else has told that story. Yeah. Just. Did he, was it a Mog, was it? I think it was a Battle Mog, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it was a resupply. I thought, I thought it was a Land Rover or something. Oh, it might have Someone been. else said it. Yeah, someone <laughs> yeah, else said this dude been. just drives out, <laughs> just got it all there, and there's a gunfight going out, and he just drops it all off. Yeah, yeah crazy. You swallowed one of those flies too? No. Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's red scorn. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so um, that happened for a couple of days. And then obviously we got the intel and like max exodus from the village of women and children. Combat and, indicator. And we hadn't seen any of this before. Like this numbers was just through the roof. Um, and the Americans were just coming in as well. So they were on the other side of the valley. Anyway, so the, the clearance was going to start, um, I think it was maybe one or two days in, maybe one, I'm thinking, one day in. And this clearance starts and then the Americans are there and we, we go in under NVGs um, the night before and there was a, a cemetery, a big cemetery, which was famous in Chora where all the Taliban used to go up there, shoot, and then just, you know, fuck off from that from that position all, all the time. So anyway, we, we ended up going just below it at that night and we're the last call sign in, um, in the stack and then we're coming in. And Brett's putting everyone down just to go from uh, night routine through to day routine, getting rid of your nods and, and putting everything away that you, you didn't need. And I'm just – I've got weapon in the shoulder. And Brett's going, what the fuck are you doing? What are you, what are you doing, mate? We're in the fucking – he's like pointing at me like, we're just in a harbour. And I'm just coming up, weapon up. And I'm like, I've just, just pushed 
just trying to push past Brett so I can get this clean shot on this fucking dude. And Brett just turns around and goes, Poof. I'm like, oh, fuck. He stole me kill. I'm like, I was devoured. <laughs> like, I've seen him from everywhere. Like, I'm the last person in the stack. Everyone's doing the thing. I'm like, I'm just watching this dude come out of this house with this fucking weapon. And I'm like, fucking, yes, yeah, sweet. And I'm just like, I'm not saying nothing. I'm not going to yell because you, you, you can't see me. I just get my laser up and Brett just turns around. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck. That's fucked. That sucks. I'm like, well, you got him. <laughs> so, and then we're sitting down just getting ready to start the clearance for that day. And then this other young Taliban moving into his fire position for the day starts coming. There was two of them actually. And uh, one of our diggers, he's like, fuck. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, you got it? Yeah, fucking, he's all over it. He's like, missed him, missed him. And no shit, this dude fucking, he jumped. I think someone else has spoken about how they do this. Adrenaline is a crazy thing, yeah. man. He jumped this eight-foot wall like it was fucking nothing. And I'm like, wow, did anyone else see that? And they're like, fuck, he just jumped that wall up and over. Thanks for coming. And we're not going to chase him because that's not our mission. Yeah. You know, they, they could be like. Leading you into an ambush. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. You know, whatever. So anyway, so we, we go into our day routine and we start start getting the clearance. Anyway, so our call sign ended up being the lead call sign. So we got some intel, as you do, as the mission goes on, of this white vehicle. So we're in uh I think double diamond formation, which is very rare. Double diamond, mm. which is cool because yeah. two commandos, double diamonds. Anyway, we're in this formation and we're moving up. Uh, and then we sort of shrink our position and then we get some intel on the Americans. They just start gunfighting They're, and gunfighting hard. And then um, like we're almost probably 300 meters from this car that we're, we're meant to go and um, uh, search. And we get the call, fucking uh, – go to ground, stop there. We ended up becoming the last call sign and the rest of the, the platoon or the company, I can't remember if it was up or we're a platoon at this stage. Yeah, it pushes to the left and then they start going down into this valley. And um, like, so we're the last call sign, so we're waiting for them to push past us. So we're now in a secure, we're covering that vehicle while they push in to go and assist the Americans. Anyway, so we're finally in single file now walking down this alleyway and then um, I'm literally the last man of the patrol. And then this Taliban just over this wall, just dirty 30s, just unleashes, misses everyone. I'm like, get fucked. And I just look up and then all I can see, I'm just walking. And all I could see was these three rounds coming in, a volley of like RPGs or whatever it is. Um, and I'm just like, fuck, this is it. I'm gone. And it was a, a physical feeling of coming to terms with death. Yeah. And it's just like, it just left my body. I'm like, okay, I'm okay with this. And then my mate's like, where do we go? Where do we go? I said, just run down there, that, that little wall. And then little koala wall, we get down behind it. And it's just bang, fucking everything going off. And then as it just dust, just brown out. And all you hear is this. And there's another one. This is like, fuck, everywhere. People are moaning. Uh, and these rounds land straight on our position. And, and uh, they've, like, we've got five wounded platoon sergeants, section commanders, uh, one digger, and then uh, I think there was five in total, and then Brett. But Brett didn't know this. Anyway, so Geordie tells this one pretty sick too. As the dust is starting to clear, you just see Brett get up, and he's like, fucking team three on me. And we just fucking start running. So we come up this laneway, 
And all these Americans, I can't remember what regiment it is. I don't know if it's 82nd Airborne or whoever it is. They just did the Battle of Fallujah. So whoever that I was. I think it was 82nd. Eight, yeah, so yep. they're, they're kids and they're just sitting there and then we're running. And Brett's like, oh, man, because we had to secure a compound to get our wounded and everything. And then these pot shots come at us and these 18, 19-year-olds. So their sergeant had just been hit on the chest with an RPG. I think someone else spoke about this, one of the Perth boys. And uh, these these young kids, they're dinner dish eyes, man, and they were just like, I was like, oh, yeah, friendly fire, that's us, yeah, because well, it's only six of us. And then Brett goes and secures a building and, and we marry up with the Americans and then we get all our wounded in there and get them all sorted because then we've got a pepper pot with them. And anyway, so Brett just gets our team and separates us and we just start clearing these compounds. And I think one or two other guys came um, on the clearance because we just grabbed as many numbers as we could. <clears throat> and then uh, I remember one of them, 40 milled this door. It was that thick and all it did was just open it. It was that thick because you couldn't get in. And like we you couldn't hammer it, you couldn't do anything. So you just stood back and 40 milled it. Blew the door, thinking it's going to – nothing there. No, nah, just opened it. Goes inside. And obviously there's one bad dude up the top. He wails on him and then there's this bull, big fuck-off bull. And it moved, so he just turned and he whack. And he shot it through the the, um, the hump on its back. And he's oh, shit, there's a bull there. And he's like – and just, he just kept going and clearing the compound and shit. And like, no, we can't use this one. There's a bull in here. And fuck, so then we go and find another building and another compound and we clear through to a, a suitable location and then we um we get all our wounded in and patch up what we can and give them the, the green whistles for... What was the extent of the injuries? Ah, uh, just frag wounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but plenty of them, you know what I yeah. mean? Because anyone that knows, for one dude, you're taking out three to get that dude out. Mm, so you, Exactly. It's easier to wound people mm. than it is to kill them because once they're dead, you just, oh, you crack on, do whatever. But once you get wounded, you've got to deal with those wounded consistently and then dedicate force to secure them back to safety anyway so we get into this compound and one of the one of the section commanders is like oh, i'm gonna fuck let's go let's go and he's off his head he's on the green whistle and he goes oh, i want to fuck and we took all their weapons off him because they were just fucked up like on the green whistle mm, and shit mm. so anyway oh, i want to oh, give me a, i'm not leaving this compound without a weapon and Anyway, so someone unloads their pistol, empties the magazine and puts the magazine back on and gives him the pistol. He's like, right, so he's fucking high as a kite. He's walking out. He's think, well, we had to get him out there and he's just not going to fuck around. So we're just giving him this empty pistol. He thinks he's got a full pistol, but no, no, no way. And then, we, yeah, just, we patrol um, through and I don't know if we up, we dropped them up and then, yeah, that's what we did. We dropped all the wounded up. Um, and Brett was still going. So then we all, all, whoever was left, we went back in, we married back up with the Americans and, um, they're like, Hey, we're getting hit by these snipers over here. So we gathered all our marksmen, uh, me being one of the marksmen and Brett's a marksman. And then we had like, uh, maybe four or five other marksmen. Another, we had another one in our team as well. So we had, we're pretty marksmen have anyway. So Brett goes and he liaises, we all stop short. He liaises with the American commander that's there. He goes, yeah, we're getting harassed over there, this, that, and the rest. He goes, I'll stay here. You take the guys forward and set position. So I, this is another time that I just wanted to be on the trigger. And I'm like, okay, you're a two IC. It's step back, let them do it. I had five shooters with me. And, and you know, yeah, all being marksmen, I'm now the link to Brett and the US yeah. and then taking the team forward. Anyway, we take this team forward and we're sitting there and you hear these sporadic. <laughs> 
anyway, so there was all these Taliban in this creek line, and one of my mates, um, <laughs> he's, he's wailing them, and they all kept coming back for this one weapon. So he's wailing them, in, and um, after, I don't know, let's say half hour, um, we start breaking back to Brett, and we got nine of them, and he was so pissed off. He got he got eight in the head and one in the chest. And he goes, I, I could have got him in the fucking head. Well, you didn't. Anyway, and then the Americans are like, you guys are fucking crazy, man. You Aussies are fucking crazy. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, woo, yeah, job done. We're not like like that. Yeah. You know, like job done, fucking sick, no dramas. Anyway, we're breaking back up to our call sign and um, we get the go-ahead to go back in. There's more in there. This is where I'm like kidding the candy still. So I sprint down with all the other marksmen and I'm like, fuck, where, what's going on? And I'm like, took me a little while and then we're breaking contact. Um, and what I'd done, I'd left one of my good mates in a position and I, and I had to run back and get him and I was fucking devoted. I'm like, you're supposed to be a fucking commander. A tool I see regardless, and you've left one of your dudes there. So I was, I was pretty fucking devoted with myself there. Uh, and then so I went and got, got him. He was none the wiser at that time. He was just covering his arcs and doing what he needed to do. Uh, and then we break back up to the uh, to the cars again and just about to get into the vehicles or do something else, like resupply, whatever it was. And Brett, because I'm counting in all the dudes, and Brett's coming up last and he just drops. I'm like, what the fuck? And um, well, the adrenaline had worn off. And so he got fragged and the, the, uh, a bit of the round went behind his kneecap. So he was squatting at the time on one knee and went through down behind his kneecap and straight into his big toe. So the, oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 So he got, he got wounded as well. And, uh, and then I'm like, fuck. So he got Kazavak'd as part of the, the Kazavak with the rest of the guys. And then, um, we had another bloke come in who's, uh, one of the RSMs down at the regiment at the moment. <clears throat> yeah. So. I'm glad because I was too young to get a team and I just left one of my dudes out learning. Anyway, so we get back to, so this, this is over nine days, all these gunfights and we're clearing through and like wailing on dudes left, right and center. Like it was a big, I think, I think the count for that nine days was 130 as well. Like the, the battle of Chora was massive, huge, um, but very sporadic because it was very planned. Go in and probe. This is now your task. Support the Americans on their side. We're on this side. You go clearance up here and there. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty epic. But when we got back to base, I'm, I walked up to my platoon sergeant and I said, because we had pickets, I said, I, I want back-to-back midnight picket. So I did two eight-hour pickets back-to-back. I said, if I'm going to leave someone behind, I'm going to watch their back <laughs> over, over a period of time. And to me – that was my punishment to me to own and say, okay, well, I'm not going to get any sleep tonight. I'm going to sit here and do my picket watching the boys while they sleep. So mm. that was, you know, put my hand on my heart and just going, okay, I can own this shit. Turn sergeant goes, what'd you do? I said, it doesn't matter. Just give me two pickets. So yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, Brett was awarded the MG. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, the section commander for, DA Noel, he got the SG. Yep. And that's when Brett got the MG. Yeah. Mad fucker, mate. He was so good at his job. Just unbelievable human. Fucking wild, mate. Yeah, such a good human. So <clears throat> this deployment, what, four, four and a bit months? Yeah, four and a bit months. Um, 
Rotation three. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Back to Australia, mate. How are you going? How's the team going? How's the... Yeah, really good. Um, Everyone's just damned. 07, literally, because most of the boys, some of them jumped ship to another company to get another trip. Like, they were just like, gun-ho. But I have a family. Or I have a, I had a, a wife. At the, at, no, I got married. I engaged, got engaged when I got back in 06. And... Uh, Happy anniversary to you, darling. It's, a, it's our 16-year anniversary. Oh, Married today. today 22 yeah. years together. Yeah, Sorry, so. love. I've taken him for the day. <laughs> <laughs> she's getting her hair done. She's all right. <laughs> so she's probably happy to be rid of me for the day. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, where was I? Um, yeah, so 07, mate, back uh, back to Australia. As yeah, I said, did. boys were jumping companies so they could yeah. get straight back into the yeah, thick of it. So, I mean, Brett went to Charlie Company back over. Mm. I did back-to-back selection courses as a, an instructor um, in 07. Uh, and Promo- that, you get promoted? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Lance Jack. I, I was, well, it was funny because uh, on our, obviously exiting Afghanistan in, 0, in 06, Brett's like, I'm not going to um, put you up for promotion. I'm like, uh, yeah, of course. I've been a Lance Jack for like six months, bro. I've got heaps of learning to do, no dramas. Like, to me, that was like a no-brainer. Like, he, he talked to me like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to recommend you for promotion. I'm like, yeah, sweet, bro. <laughs> You know, that's awesome. Um, but when I got back, December the 8th, I get promoted to full track. But that didn't get recognised until February the next year. But, uh, yeah, so six months as a Lance Corporal. But, um, yeah, under fire. That was sick. Yeah, so zero seven. you pretty much spend that whole year back in uh, Sydney. Yep. <clears throat> Still part of Delta Company. But yep. just uh, supplying as much support as I could to the reinforcement cycle as an instructor slash yep both selection courses, as many courses as I could fit in, other than what I needed to do to get back for my trip in 08. Yeah. Just quickly, obviously, 07 was the first time the 2nd Commando Regiment uh, suffered some casualties, yeah. uh, Marks and uh, Walsley. Yeah, so Marks, he was 08. That's my next trip. It's 08, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Marks, no, Marks no, 08? Yeah, Marks. Walsley Mark, 07. Yes, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's... um. You know, like, I don't know if many people know this, like, um, Bairdy got his VC, how he got his MG. Like, storming a room for his boys to make sure, like, so when Luke was um, hit and taken out, Bairdy stormed that position, killed the gunners, and then pr- protected Luke's body. You know what I mean? That's epic. Like, it's crazy. And then he died trying to breach another compound to enable his boy's safety and to, to take out these threats. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know if many people know that you know, the same scenario of storming a, a room cost him his life, but yeah, got him the MG and the VC. Like that dude is next level, next, next level, uh, honorable, like all for one. That's it. Just get it done. Mm. Yeah. He's the epitome of, Bravery. Bravery. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And second Commando Regiment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of- um, Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Bairdies. Um, of course. But only one Bairdie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't, like, that's what I mean. When I left Bravo Company, it was such a good company, but I'm so glad that I went to Delta because you, you like, I built my own identity within that company as well, so, Yeah. Yeah, so um, just in regards to obviously Worsley being killed, how was the mood back in Sydney? Again, you know, this is again the first actual casualty of the war for the for the regiment. I knew Luke um, yep. from Barbo Company days. Uh, it was 
the reality? The reality, uh, I mean, and you know why you're there, you accept why you're there, but you just never think it's going to happen. Mm. You know, like, um, especially after what you've been through. Yeah, that's right. Like yeah. fucking yeah. gunfights. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 surreal. Um, it's somber. It's it's so hard to explain in that mm. moment of just reflection and um, dedication to duty. And then, you know, he gave his life doing what he loved with the men he loved for the country he loves. So you can sort of go, okay, all right. And that's what I'm doing. You know, that you know, when I did selection, there was no extra money. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we didn't get paid the bickies of the boys are getting paid now. Yeah, so you, the yeah. loyalties and the old, he was like, old school soldiering to a degree of, of the loyalty, your mateship. And, you know, he, he epitomized a lot of those attributes as well. You know, like he was such a well-liked human. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it just, it was a shock. Yeah. A shock. Um, you know, as bad as it is, uh, you know, like it was a, a good way for you guys to snap. Yeah. Like, understand this is, this is the fucking reality. Yeah, bro. It's yeah. not, it's not, <clears throat> we've just been through all that shit. We survived, but this can happen. Yeah. And I mean, you can only train so much before mm. luck isn't on your side. You know what I mean? Like our drills, second to none, no dramas, our commitment, second to none. But some days it's, you know, it's just, it's just your day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which as we know, moving forward over the mm. next couple of years, Second Commander Regiment fucking cop yeah. the worst, you know. Yeah, they, Marxy they, was they take the most the next uh, one casualties, in, you know. Interesting, so. yeah. But, uh, mate, yeah, so 2007, you're back in Sydney, just a um, bit of a swinging dick, playing a bit of footy. Yeah, yeah, I played. Uh, that's actually, I was on the uh, Amphib course um, and I played the, I was the hooker for the Army side and I, we played the uh, RAF at the opener for the 07 test match, I think it was. Yeah, nice, yeah. yeah. Beat them? We did twenty six, twenty four. I yeah. think I think I got the ugliest man in rugby league poster two thousand and eight January. I had the Zorro tape on. I was cut under one eye, uh, and at the top of the other eye, I was concussed. Yeah, I was you know, like it's it's proper army footy, like yeah, blood sport. Well, it it is to like <laughs> to a degree. When yeah. I was getting patched up, the other hooker went on. His name's Rabbit. Like uh, obviously goes for the rabbits, and um, hey, this. Raf dude was knocked out and he's like, yeah, you got knocked the fuck out. And everyone's like, you can't say that. You're on camera, bro. He's like, you got knocked. He's just like yelling at this dude. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is this is defense rugby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming. So, it's a battlefield. Yeah. It is a battlefield. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I don't remember most of the game. If anybody has any footage of the 07 <laughs> test, pre-test match, please send it to me. I need yeah. it. I, ne- I don't remember any of it. I don't. That's an, another funny story. Um, but yeah. Yeah, right. Um, 07, was Patrick Inskip playing uh, footy then? Oh, I couldn't tell you names. Yeah. What position? Oh, fuck knows. <laughs> He's got the fucking little moustache tattooed on his fucking Yeah, he out. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Skipper, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Patrick Inskip. Uh, yeah. He's a fucking larrikin. Shovel? Shovelhead? Is that him? No, no, no. I remember the dude, though. Yeah, Skipper. Yeah, yeah. Skipper. He's yeah. a fucking absolute mad cunt. <laughs> Good cunt, mad cunt, larrikin. Uh, mate, zero eight. Instructed on selection courses and then uh, deployed for his second trip back yeah. to the GAN, mate. Mm. So this is another interesting one. So I was made Brett's to IC last minute. <laughs> one of our team commanders, for whatever fucking reason, 
had an OPSEC breach literally the week before we were going. So I landed in country as a team commander. So I got my I got my first team in country. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So oh eight was uh, an interesting what one. Month was <clears throat> fine. Do you remember? Uh, I think we're snowed in for the first ten days. So I'm gonna say February. Mm. I'm gonna say early. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but I think that that's when it was. I remember we made snowmen and shit, and had, like, they were carrying grenades and shit. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So this is Bravo Company. No, this is Delta. Delta Company. Delta sorry, Company. Yep. Yeah, Rotation Six. Yep. 2008, yeah. Yeah, gotcha, mate. And so this is, you know, a year and a bit after your first deployment. How much has TK changed for you Uh, and the role? Well, not so much TK. The role, this is my first observations of tactical change from the Taliban and um, tactical change for our tactics, Mm. noting BMs. We still had SRVs. Um, but more implementation of BMs at certain times and certain periods. Mm. Um, ID threat was up. Yeah, and a little bit of helo work here and there. Um, but we were still rolling around in our SRVs, no dramas. Yeah, yeah, still banging them in. Yeah, because at the end of 2007, <coughs> uh, Trooper Poppy Pierce was killed yeah, uh, yeah. from an IED. So obviously the ID threat started yeah, to definitely come make its way into uh, Afghanistan. Uh, mate, run us through this uh, this deployment. Um, it was a, a, only a couple of key notes really that, um, well, uh, points in time really, which was, uh, when Marxy passed, which was the 27th of April. And I remember the Anzac day cause I had all these extra shipping containers put in so we could all stand up and, you know, you could see down into the, yeah. into the, where the crowd was. Yeah, and, I was there. Yeah, at our end that day. Well, I was yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember getting on the piss with you boys. Yeah. Because we, yeah. actually, your RSM didn't like us. He got all our grog so that you guys could have two beers. Yeah. And then wouldn't uh, let us drink our own beers. Uh, oh, mate. We, we didn't like him either. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking killed me, eh? And we're playing two up and shit. Yeah. I, was, I was down there with yeah. the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. yeah playing two up with them. And yeah, yeah fucking that's bait. where I've probably seen you yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then obviously we rolled out on the, uh, the 27th, um, and we were doing a patrol through China Calais, which is <laughs> where everybody has talked. Like Dave spoke about his, uh, OC getting shot in the ass and the platoon commander in the leg. And, um, anyway, so we're, we're on a patrol coming in from the other direction. We come in, I think we went up past the pass and then came back in through, uh, down the valley and then in through China Calais itself. The other platoon was at the other end coming the other direction. So we're sort of like looping around. Anyway, so we had the intel come in, uh, a bit of chatter about uh, an IED strike. So we had, um, as we approached the village, we had uh, guys out on foot patrol. So just to put it into perspective, this location is where the Russians got their ass handed to them by the Mujahideen uh, and the Chechen uh, snipers and shit, um, and then we're rolling into this village after Alpha Company's been hit there, Bravo Company's been hit there, and now we're going in. So we've got this chatter. So we had, like, foot patrols out with our minesweepers trying to find these IEDs so we didn't, you know, get ambushed with an IED strike. <clears throat> anyway, so we coming up into this uh, pass, and it gets very windy and narrow, and then um, all hell breaks loose. Fucking just getting hit. Um, 
really accurate rounds. Anyway, so I come up and on my on my right, on my left is a, a, a hill, a, a mound that I just I couldn't fire up to get any movement. And the uh, OC and um, command were pretty much up in the mountain anyway, watching Taliban up there too. Uh, and then up to my right was like a real sharp um, shale, volcanic rock sort of face, and you couldn't drive up there either. So my car was just short of that, so they could fire. And then behind him there was another section and then the mortar team for their section. So the guys at the back, they really got their asses handed to them. Um, one of our mortar do- guys got shot in the ass. Um, a mortar commander a good mate of mine. I'll tell that story in a minute. But anyway, I, I, I break, <coughs> excuse me, I break out of my car three rounds at my feet. Uh, and I'm like, get fucked. That's pretty close. And then so we break up and then I move up onto that shale edge just trying to find targets and get some uh, fire control orders ready and just see what's going on. And down to the right, I can just see all the uh, more cars and the other section just, ha- you know, hooking in and doing their bizzo. Um and then just we just end up getting our ass handed to us. Like we had a couple of wounded straight up and then um, we were fighting and doing our thing. There's actually, I actually got a footage. It's on YouTube of the car that blows smoke out so we can break contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's my yeah. second car. Oh, is it? Yeah, right. That's my second, um, yeah, right. second car. I'll chuck it up on the Instagram. Yeah, um, but I've got the footage. I gave it to the regiment, so regiment's probably got it. Um, and it's got the full verbal, uh, and this, this is the day that I, I really respected my platoon commander. Like you either get a gun hope platoon commander or you get someone that's like, oh yeah, sweet, no dramas, whatever. Just be in a certain way. <clears throat> anyway, um, he was super calm and he was an ex, uh, two para, um, in the British army and he was our platoon commander. He was so cool. He's a doctor now. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, he's, he's killing it. Awesome. Um. Anyway, so we're up on this ledge and he's like, oh, they want us to go forward, Bergs. What do you think? And I said, you just don't know what's over there. We're getting our ass handed to us. We got wounded already because we're trying to break contact and we need to eliminate the uh, enemy. And then we're up there and I'm like, yeah, fucking pop your head up, can't I? Fucking, I just couldn't find them. And the rounds were just, Poom! you can hear them cracking. Like their snipers were so on point. Anyway, Jason was down the back. And my mate um, was down there as well. Uh, funny story there. I, I, I won't go into Jason just yet. Um, but my mate, he got shot in the leg. and he, Then he got shot in the knee. Uh, and then as the boys pick him up to put him in the back of the car, the sniper shot him through the ass and it come out next to his dick. And I'm like, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, was at, he ended up yeah. being our prior one. And then um, I seen him in hospital. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, good mate of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's tough as nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, funny story though when he was on the whistle because I ended up running the triage for it all. Um, anyway, so Marksy's down, down further, and he's been um, shot in the head um, and uh, clean in out, um, and the boys are putting him in. Obviously, now we've got four wounded, maybe five. Uh, JTAC got shot through the elbow, and then I think there was another wounded. I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, so. We obviously need to break contact. We've got wounded, we've got KIA, and we need to get the fuck out of Dodge and uh, reassess. Anyway, so um, uh, we start breaking contact. We pick up the wounded. We shelter their vehicles where we can, and then we're just like Mark 19 
every position. Like, they're everywhere. I mean, we still got, like, maybe 12 out of the 20-odd the that were there, I reckon, that day. Um, but, yeah, that was that was epic. And then we're breaking contact, and I'm filming the whole thing, and it's just, like, up in the top uh, and then off to that side. And then so they you can see them. They're starting to come in, getting a real cocky. Um, and, you know, they could shoot. These guys were well-trained, disciplined. But they were old dudes. These guys were the Mujahideen. They, they, you could, they spoke differently. So we're, we're fighting 60, 70-year-olds, you know what I mean? The like seasoned fighters. The seasoned fighters. They fought the Russians. Yeah, bro. And it's like, oh, we're getting our asses handed to us. We need to get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, so um, that went on for a couple of hours, and we broke contact back to our HLZ. And just as I get out of my car, I turn the camera off. I don't want to. No one needs to see the wounded, or that was my thought process anyway. I mean, it might have been great for training, but that's not my thought process. It's like I'm, I'm going to show a bit of respect and turn my camera off, make sure no one's um, can see any of you know, those images, and then repeat those images by watching it over and over again. Anyway, so um, I get out, and then uh, the, OS, the CSM, he's just got his mouth open. He's like, "What the fuck?" You know, like he just dumbfounded by it all so i just like okay let's fucking organize prior ones who's got the hlz ready and i'd start running around and, and trying to direct a little bit of traffic and making jokes here and there and um it was pretty epic it was you know, like my mate's going hey bergs i'm starting to go and i'm like fuck tighten up his uh, uh his tourniquets he goes just watch me dick and <laughs> anyway so but he was good like he was communicating how he's feeling so the the medics could work on him obviously i'm not a medic so i wasn't treating but i was making sure we could organize and get that done and then jay one of jason's good mates he was he's really upset because you could watch because jason was up there in that the heat the heat blanket foil with his um his body bag undone um so i just um, he's upset and he's not what's all these joking i'm like trying to make black humor in a a situation where these guys are still wounded so we still need to make them feel like Mm. you know like Mm. comfortable so i walk up to jason and his arm was just hanging out. And um, as I'm putting him in, he had a little dot above where the round struck his head. Um, a smile on his face. He had a massive six-pack. He was like, he trained pretty hard, Jace. Uh, and he had a Southern Cross on his chest. So as I'm putting his hands in, into on, in, so I can do up the bag, I put his hand over his Southern Cross. And I'm like, you know, that, that's, to me, I'm putting a comrade in a bag, but that was a good memory. You know what I mean? That was like, okay. That was my moment with Jason. I was like, so, mate, thank you for your service. Did him up and then, um, yeah, just organised the, the rest of it. So that was pretty epic, that one. Yeah. Fuck it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we also had the Good Friday one too, which was crazy yeah, right. for, for me in a, in a certain way. So I think Muzz touched on that. But that, that for me, that was um, like Jason – that was done. I think Good Friday was before yeah. April twenty seventh. I can't remember when Good Friday is. Is it May? I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Someone will correct us on when it is. <clears throat> but that was our next big one. Um, do you want me to talk about that now? Or? Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's fuck cracking. All right, That's cool. So the, the, the other platoon's doing a clearance. Um, this is all the same rotation. Yeah. So yep, Muzz yeah, spoke yeah. about this as well, but this is just obviously my yeah, just my your your side. Yeah. Yep. So the other platoon was doing a clearance, and we were abandoning Overwatch in the high ground for them, and we get the call that there's the Taliban um, in this location. So they'd been into that village the night before, and um, you know, like if no one plays the game with the Taliban, they just murder. You. So like no one liked them. Obviously, you know what I mean. Like yeah. everyone talks about either you know. So. That, 
again, this is where I've grown as a human where like that, not all Afghanis are bad. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like not all. Like any country. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If Fucking you're an extremist. You're an, in Australia, yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you're an extremist, you're an extremist. Yeah. Anyway, so um, that's when I'm starting to feel like, okay, like these guys are getting fucked up. Anyway, so uh, our course line just gets to go. We've got to go, go, go. So, you know, no more than 50 Ks because our cars couldn't go faster. So we start rolling in on these um, – on this position and we're just on a road and they're off to the flank in a, uh, ambush like cohort again. Um, but rule, rules of engagement state that you can't fire unless being fired upon. So they see us and they just start piss bolting up into the mountains, which was hilarious because all the old fat Taliban, they couldn't run as fast as the young <laughs> Taliban. So the young Taliban get all the way up to the top of this hill they go jack on their mates down the bottom and they start shooting. So as soon as the young guys are starting to shoot, the fat old ones are easy to pick off. Like they're like, they've all got weapons. That's the intent. Uh, so yeah, we fucking, um, we hook in there for, for a little bit. And then, um, uh, the A-10 comes on station and, um, like what Muzz didn't say is it was a chick pilot. And every time she spoke, Oh my fucking god! It's like I want to marry you. Just doing this, yeah. Just doing this filthy gun run on these yeah. motherfuckers. What's her course line? Someone said it. Oh, I can't someone remember. said it a while back. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get too yeah. deep into it because I want to think about it like that. <laughs> 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 oh, dude, her voice was just like chocolate. It's like, yeah. oh my god! And she, I'm gonna come around again, do another run. I'm like, yes, you are. It's fucking sick. Yeah. Um. And anyway, we're about. Oh, I think it was about a three hour contact. Um. And then this bloke with a – he was forward. So we had creek lines just to our front and then obviously the open area and then the mountain up the top. And this bloke just stands up and just cracks off an RPG and just misses the OC and the sniper commander who were doing a cohort for shoots and shit like that, doing a little bit of planning and just missed the OC. So all hell goes into this position. But he's tucked under – a cliff edge mm. in a little creek line. So it's like a big boulder in a little creek line. So we'll find 84s at him. Nothing. N- nothing yeah. was getting to him. So I've just said to me, um, me driver, let's go. And this bloke, this is his first tour and he's super religious. It's on Good Friday. And I said, let's go. And he goes, what do you mean let's go? I said, let's go and get this cunt. Let's go and get him. Anyway, I'm right, fuck, let's go. So I, I, I didn't, you know, I'm a commander. I can make a command decision. I'm not going to go any further than that position because I don't know what's further and I don't have a fighting force with me. So anyway, me and this young fella, we start bounding to this first creek line. So there's three creek lines to get to him. So he's probably- In the vehicle? No. On no, feet. On, on feet. foot. Yeah, yep. on foot. Yeah, yeah, fucking oath. Um, and then I look over to me right and Muzz had this, had this uh, Welshman as his driver and we get to the first creek line and he's like, he's full fucking stride. I'm not fucking missing out on this. And he just fucking comes running. I'm like, you're fucking sick, bro. Let's go. Anyway, so the three of us start pepper pot and we get to the second one. I'm like, okay, bro. All right, when we get to this next one, it's just on the other side of his fucking position. Get a grenade ready, fucking bang it in. He goes, what? I said, yeah, bro. Well, I'm not going to bring you all this way and you not do your job. You know what I mean? Like, and that, that's sort of how I was mm. tr- trying to grow the experience of people. Anyway, so... We get there and he, he preps this grenade. I'm like, fucking sick, yeah. And he fr- he throws this grenade just over the top uh, and it lands slightly left of where I think this dude is. And I'm like, fuck. I said, your turn, Dan. And he goes, what? And I said, yeah, bro, your turn. Up, let's go. Get so he gets a fucking grenade. And I said, maybe cook this one off. Cook it off. Give it a couple of seconds. Because um, if he's moving and he sees it come in, he can move anyway. And I said, but I'm following this fucker in. 
because like, you've both thrown grenades. I'm following. I'm clearing. I'm clearing this fucking pit. Um, and I'm like, he fucking he throws it. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking smack on. That's fucking sick. That's 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 got to get him. And I'm just like, sweet. So I, as it goes, and the, obviously there's a little bit of dust there. I um I start cresting this this top of this creek finger. Let's call it. And as I crest this creek finger, this motherfucker stands up. And he's got frag from arsehole to breakfast. All his legs are just got like just big fucking chunks, chunks of rock and shit hanging out of him. His dress is all cut to pieces. And he just points this RPG straight at me and just goes, click. And fucking nothing happened. And I'm going to the ground. And as I'm going to the knee, because training kicks in, as I go to the knee, I'm like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. I put two rounds at him, two well-aimed shots or whatever you want to fucking say how we used to train. And I'm like, I'm never going to do that again. I just get up and I start running to him. And as as I've shot him, I've shot him twice in the chest, real clean. I can remember where the rounds, like, fuck, it was like 10 metres away. So I've got him fucking clean. He goes back. You know how when you, you kick someone or in the Matrix, you got that slow motion sort of thing? And as he's going back, he gets a massive kick and goes back even faster. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I start to assess the target again. And my two I see in his gun car, he was covering as well. So with his Mag 58. Oh, he's fucking giving him a burst. He's giving him a burst. The Because we work off less angles in the army. And no shit, I'm watching him. I'm, so I'm doing a target assessment and there's this big white thing hanging out of his throat. So his whole esophagus is just fucking hanging out of his throat. I'm like, fucking sick. And I'm just, I'm just starting running towards this motherfucker. And you clear the pit, two more rounds, fucking try and kill me. You can't fucking fuck you. And then, uh, yeah, one dead enemy, fucking the boys come over, we set position, and then, like, there's a machine gun, there's a fucking RPG, there's his icon, so he's the commander, he, yeah, and fucking, I was like, wow, fucking hell, so, um, and then a couple of other guys from other teams come over, and like, what are we doing now, Burgers, we're going forward, and I'm like, no, bro, we can't go forward, you know, we've got to plan this a little bit better, so we break contact back to the, um, back to the SRVs, uh, and we've got everything, RPG, with still that round in it, that didn't go off. Uh, and then um, as I get back to my car, like, I've got the CSM changing me fucking wheel because like, it's been shot up or my car's been shot up because they've been trying to get us while we're going towards this guy. And I just sit down behind my car and the adrenaline just leaves my body and I'm like, <coughs> I couldn't breathe, I couldn't do anything. I'm like, <coughs> and then it just goes, and I'm having a moment to myself. And up until this time, until you have that one moment I didn't really think I'd earn any of my gongs and I just yell having my own little moment mind you that's what fucking gongs are made of I felt like in that moment no one else was supposed to be there and the CSM sticks his head around and hears me say it and he just looks at me I'm like fuck what mate like but obviously that there's another long story to um his interpretation of what I was saying sort of come out and you know so um I mean, I, I couldn't give two fucks about owners in the wards. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm a civvy now, mate. What do they mean? Nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Like, they're just a past. Yeah. They're, just, they're just like a fucking counterweight. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but um, yeah, and then that happened and then we were still in contact getting photos with the RPG on the shoulder and all these fucking sick fucking, it was funny. It was funny. But the CSM changed me tire for me. God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's how that went down, but that was fucking that was epic in itself. And then uh, the boys went out and did a clearance. Uh, there was one lane, lane doggo, and um, they got him. 
That's when Muzz went and um, rescued those kids, man. Mm. Like you talk about bravery. You're in the middle of a gunfight, and you, you see kids. Oh, we're gonna go and get these kids. Like, it just shows how humane we are. And then, like, yeah, okay, we're in a gunfight, sure, but there's so many good things mm. that can be done. Like that effort alone. Like that's a VC. You're saving civvies in a gunfight, bro. Under fire, running forward, rescuing these kids. Like people talk about what what medals and that are worth. And like Muzz says, like. You know, there's so many events and uh, actions that are worthy of, of uh, um, being recognised. Um, but there's so much politics in it. And, and it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Man? Like, it, yeah, so we're, we're just happy we did it with our mates. Oh, I can guarantee you. So it's having those dudes next year, fucking banging it in the smiles, yeah. the cigars afterwards, fucking sick. Fuck, mate. Hopefully the fucking journos are listening. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, you know what I mean? Mate, like, we, we, we this stick is the shit we, they don't fucking hear, do no, they? No, they don't. But, you know, and, but they never will because no, good well, news doesn't sell, mate. They're getting there now. Good news doesn't sell, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's that, another four, four and a half month trip? Yeah, another four and a half month trip. Um, was that fucking 08? Yeah, we're running out to 08. Yeah, yeah 08. So you're back, uh, back to... <laughs> East Coast again, mate, back into the swing of things, yeah. back to the Coogee Bay fucking hotel. No, no, I'm the Cronulla boy. Oh, that's, yeah, and back to fucking Northies. Yeah. Well, actually, at that stage, I was probably out at Manly. So oh, I was, yeah. Yeah, Manly. Go. I think so, yeah. Yeah, me and the missus were out at Manly. Oh, fuck, that's rare. Yeah, well, she was out at, at college there, so yeah. I moved from Cronulla to yeah, be gotcha. with her. So, yeah, right. Things you do for love. <laughs> Took me an hour and ten each way to get work, mate. Yeah, fuck. Fuck, Plus Sydney, Sydney fucking traffic, mate. <laughs> Thousand dollars to get to work a day. I know, Jesus Christ, <laughs> mate. Uh, yeah, so zero nine. Um, you're two IC for Muzz on tag. I am. Yeah, I'm the yeah. one two on tag. Yeah, yeah. big year for me. Oh uh, nine. Um, I probably only got a quarter of the way through it before yep. I had my accident, um, which was life changing for me. And then, uh, in retrospect, and then as you go through and assess your life, it's like, okay, that's what that's done to me. So um, yeah, I was uh. To I see, loving my time. You know, we did a lot of demos, hung out with a lot of cool guys, working every day. Like Muzz used to, like we used to do Monday training, flat range, like certain ranges you do. And then, yeah, you're doing your room floor combat training on a Tuesday and you're not done because as soon as that day's finished, about two, because you've got to get back to to the base, Muzz is like, righto, let's run. So we do 10 laps up and over the uh, three, four-story complex and uh, with gas mask, full kit, 10 laps up and over every Tuesday. It's epic. But every Monday we were running 15 Ks up Heartbreak Hill and back. You know, yeah. it's like, it's it's nuts. And But it's, it's you're doing it with your mates. Yeah. And you're fit as fuck. And you're like, yes, yeah, sweet, banging it in. Anyway, but come April, we're doing a uh, an exercise and literally just got put in as a team commander because there was a lot of guys out and I had a makeshift team. Um, we'd done plenty of rehearsals, done everything else and, uh, going up to do this job and, um, the door opened, I think I went to make entry, but my door opener, he went in as well, bumped me off this 18 foot ladder and then, uh, yeah, fucking. So you're at the top of this fucking ladder? The top of the ladder, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Try and breach a fucking. Off, no, off the, um, off the top of it, fucking, <laughs> the boys thought it was a, uh, uh, echelon bag. So I landed, dislocated my shoulder, uh, hit my head, had six hours bleeding on the brain. Um, the UM, underwater medic, 
he, he him and H saved my life. Um, that day I was go- I had the deaf gargles going, like you know, and your body's starting to shut down, and yeah, they just fucking worked on me. So I can't remember his name because my brain's fucking fried. But um, thanks, gentlemen, you fucking saved me. But uh, yeah, that was epic. So and it had uh, six, five months of vertigo. I had a complete personality change. Uh, I was at work saying shit, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm making my own assessment of what the fuck was that? They just came out of your mouth because my whole temperament and personality changed so and then they deployed me in 2010 <laughs> this is where i started running my mouth a little bit but i now that i think about it, it it's that's what brain injuries yeah, do. yeah of course it does yeah yeah they change you and yeah so yeah <clears throat> but oh nine was fucking sick mate I, uh, we did this job up in newey up here and uh we're at the ken hotel one night and uh our driver's a female and uh these maoris fucking um uh, threw a drink in her face. And I just turned around and go, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And then next thing you know, like uh, the boys had just called out this fucking saying and the whole of TAG was took these 12 Maoris out the side and it was like a fucking massive pub brawl, just destroying, destroying. Probably won't put this in your fucking podcast, but it's fucking nuts. Oh, no, fuck Anyway, anyway we fucking- oh, Fuck the Ken. So <laughs> we we, we uh, rang the buses and the- um, the white buses, you know, your coasters, fucking open your door, drive slowly past this position, and we fucking broke contact. <laughs> Just broke contact off the site, leaving these fucking Marys bleeding. But the boys ended up punching each other. It was just yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Was that after oh, the Castle Knights thing? Nah. Was nah that, is that no. a different one? Scott Ryder oh, put no. up a picture. Oh, that was um two years ago, the oh, Knights grandstand thing. Was it? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. This is 09. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so how long was your recovery? Five, six months. Yeah. Yeah. And then deployed again as a team commander in 2010. Yeah, shit. So you're somewhat, somewhat recovered, not fully. Well, you never fully recover from From a a brain, from a brain injury. I I have CTE. I have my, my frontal lobe has shrunk. I've got MRIs. I think with all the gunshots and explosions as well, doesn't fucking help. Yeah, Yeah, true. And then obviously falling off adding foot ladder. <laughs> definitely, definitely and I'm doesn't. Five foot three, so de- definitely it was longer. It, <laughs> it was long. It fell over about three kilometres. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, so yeah, t- 2010. So obviously they put you back in the team. Um, what company? Back to Delta. Still in Delta. Yeah, yeah still, still in Delta. Banging it in with the hitters. Yeah. Back uh, yeah. third deployment to Afghanistan, mate. And however, had a bit of a fucking falling out with uh, your boss. <laughs> well, it was early on. So our first job. Our first job out was the belly button feature uh, up at Gombad, Gombad, Gombad Valley, Gombad Valley, and it was fucking five days of intense fighting. It was intense. Uh, they just hit us, especially the guys on the hill. Like our, our support on the hill was getting wild. Our command structure got hit on the uh, belly button feature. We were just getting hit. Crazy. Anyway, when we started getting hit, me and Mars go into gunfight mode and we're at the front of this compound. Yeah, yeah, we'll do this, we'll do that. And just that's just how mm. to us it's normal. You're still Mars's too, I see. No, 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 no. I'm my own team commander. Oh, your own team commander now. Mars is yep. another section commander. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And then um yeah, so the boss comes out and he goes, just fucking settle down. I said, Don't tell me to settle down. We're doing fucking what we need to do here. Like uh, and then um so obviously the first five days and he's he didn't like that. It's like just let us gunfight, bro. Like this is what we do. Um, and he was gun ho He wanted to be a part of everything, be in everything. Um, anyway, so that didn't go well for the first five days for us, but we were gunfighting, sent out, we we're doing clearance, 
like uh, Overwatch, it's a massive big creek line. We had to do um, – so for anyone out there that, that thinks selection is hard and everything else, like I had to carry – I had to resupply the uh, command HQ up on this mountain. I had to walk through this creek line. I'm carrying all my fighting gear. I've got one sandbag full of ammo and food on top of my gear – and I've got one sandbag in each hand full of ammo and food. I'm carrying, I reckon, 80 to 100 kegs on hard. Yeah. And you know, that's when it's like, okay, that selection did this. That's this, what they set you up for. This is what they set me up for. Yeah. And they needed resupply. Me and, me and H give fist pump, fucking how you going? He goes, yeah, it's fucking pretty loose up there and loose down here. And yeah, so I'm just like, fuck, yeah, I just carried all this shit out. And I, 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 I didn't make the boys do it because – I need them in Overwatch. I need them doing certain shit. And I've only got an M4. They've got the long gun, the, the heavy weapons. I don't, you know, just because I'm the commander doesn't mean I can't do some of these jobs. Plus, I get to do a one-on-one with the company, Sergeant Major, how they're doing. If there's anything that needs to go back, I can pass that up. So, you know, it's a bit of linking. So I just had to suck it up and carry all that shit. And then he had to fucking hook it up this hill. Like, it was nuts. Yeah. Mm. It's funny you say that because I've spoken about with this with uh, John Dixon. Oh yeah, same. You know, similar thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. he <clears throat> goes back to the training days, carrying fucking jerry cans yeah, or carrying yeah. stretches, to carrying one of his fucking mates out ten yeah, kilometers. Man. You know, in a body yeah. bag. So yeah, there's fucking there's method there's method behind the madness yeah, that the yeah. army does. Yeah. Anyway, so we were doing that for a couple of days, uh, and then the so we'd been supposed to be there for three days. We end up being there for five days, and we're like, okay. So then my team we were supposed to be tasked for two teams to go and secure the extraction HLZ, overwatch of the final village clearance, and then overwatch of the clearance force coming up the valley. So you got all eyes on, and the enemy resupply route, which was where we were getting hit from. So I had my gunner and my senior digger um, overwatching the HLZ, the enemy uh, resupply, and the last contact site. So they had the gun and they were on the glass, I had my tour IC and uh, Nick Mann around the front um, watching and overwatching the last village and I was overwatching and watching the guys clearance up so I could get eyes on the call sign and then I could turn around and I can observe everything from those positions. Anyway, I got to a certain point in the morning and um, fucking the, my senior digger had been on the glass for three hours. He goes, bro, we need to change out. We've been on this glass for three hours. I'm like, yeah, sweet, no dramas. Um, you crawl out. So he crawled out. Then the gunner crawled out. So the gun's sitting there by itself. There's only one way in anyway. So it's easier for both of them to crawl out. I literally was going to turn around and crawl in and just fucking, we just got wild. We just got hammered. I got fragged in the back. Um, and then uh, we we got no 7.62. My 7.62 is now out the front. My guys are around the side. I'm like, I can't hear anything from them, and they're just getting pizzled. One's hiding behind a rock. Um, I'll get to the story in a second. It's pretty fucking hilarious. Uh, and I'm sitting there, and we're just the boys are just digging in with their eyebrows. Like we're just getting pizzled from three different sides here. Um, and I'm like, righto, um, I got to get that gun. So I moved my senior digger over, um, and I had this little corridor. And I said, you fire to the right of this. I'm going to get the gun. So I gave him, I'm running forward, no weapon. I'm uh, getting pizzled and I run forward. I pick up this uh, 7.62 and the body armor. The body armor is carrying 400 rounds plus all his food and water. And I just throw it. 
throw the body armor and I take the gun, take it, put it back in front. Uh, and then um, the body armor just shattered because you got those wires mm, in it for the mm. quick release. There was that much pressure and weight. And obviously as the adrenaline's pumping, I'm just throwing this thing like it's like it took a lot of effort, but I you know, got the we- weapon and ammo back there. Anyway, so I take my M4 back. I swap positions with him now. So now he's covering with a 7.62 weapon and I'm just laying down. I'm like, fuck, fuck. And I'm like, you ready? And he goes, yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm like, fuck, Lord be with me. And he just puts his hand on my back of my calf just to let me know that he's ready to go. I call it the hand of Brian. Um, and then I'm like, fuck, all right. I prayed to God. I just got rounds bouncing everywhere and I just fucking get up and I just start running, running around to the front where the front position is. And as I'm running, like there's rounds just pinging. I'm just like fucking chicken-ee-nee-nee-nee-nee-nee running and I just see this big ass sticking out. So imagine a pie with a piece of the pie or a pizza with a piece of the pizza missing and he's buried his head down into this fucking piece. And I just start laughing and I just run up to him and I slap him on the ass as hard as I can and he just pings up like a fucking rabbit, rabbit out of a hole. And I said, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes, I just didn't want to get shot in the head. And he's got this frag mark, so he's got three eyes. So he's, got, he's already been fragged in the head, but he didn't want to get shot in the head. <laughs> so I take his 203. I've got a bandolier of 203s on me at the moment. And um and I go, you fuck off, you get back there. And then uh, I go and get Nick, and Nick's like a boulder size of your chair, mm. and he's hit around this boulder. He's been shot through the glove, um, and like not didn't get him, just like tore his fucking glove a piece apart, and uh, he's just buried in behind this um rock, just like so nothing can get him, but he's just like cuddling this rock. He's like spooning it, and um we got some sick photos of it after. He's like, uh like just before we extract. And uh, I just jump over the top of him. I said, you fucking go. And in all these other positions, I'm just like fucking 40 mil and these guys coming at us. So there's three other positions and I'm just fighting these fuckers off. And then I, then I, I once it sort of dissipates, I just break back and, um, I'm just sitting there and was fucking getting my breath. And I said, have we, are we covered? Are we in positions? Are we good to go? I said, Mitch, what the fuck are you doing? Kazanamo, mate, let's go. Uh, and I throw red smoke. Um, and red smoke means casualty. All I had was red smoke um, at this stage because the shit was everywhere. And the boss is like, why did you throw red smoke for? You told me there was a Kaz. I'm like, mate, that is all I had. I needed smoke. I needed to conceal our fucking position. And he he just couldn't get it through his head. He's like, you fucking threw red smoke, bro. Get over it, man. Anyway, so, yeah, that's how that – and then I'm yelling at Mitch, fucking Kaz and ammo. And he goes, how much water you got? And I said, oh, fucking three litres. And I just vomited up my – my breakfast I just had. I said, make that, make that three. It was chili con carne too, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the MRE chili con <laughs> I just had chili con carne at fucking 4 a.m. in the morning or whatever it was before sun up. Oh, mate, and it burnt my throat coming back up too. It was like, <laughs> oh, it's just like, yeah, make that three liters, mate. I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah, that's how that went down. And then the snipers come up and then um, I let them do their business. I didn't, I gave them a few target indications, whatever. And then like, cause of the resupply with a bike. Anyway, this guy was getting off the bike and he was resupplying the enemy and doing his thing. And then, oh mate, was on his binos and he ducked down behind the grass on his binos. And anyway, I watched this, one of our dudes on the 50 cow, just line this gun up. Oh mate, it was fucking epic. And I just watched him shoot this dude's stomach through his asshole. I was like, <laughs> fucking sick. I was like, that, do you see that? He's just like torn in half, mate. Just destroy. Like that's that was the fucker that was just fucking with us for fucking ever. I'm like, yeah, thank fuck for that. So yeah, that was epic. That was that was good to go. But this dude, the sniper, he was carrying a fifty cow 
and his M4. So they, they're backpacks, man. They're, they're packs and shit. They're fucking 100 kegs. And he's a skinny, young dude. And he's a farmer now. He's a fucking legend. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Youngie, if you listen, I love you, bro. <laughs> uh, fuck, yeah. Fucking hell, mate. And so the rest of his trip pretty much is still just maintaining his fucking tempo. Yeah. It's, um, it didn't really st- – it stopped and then it didn't stop and then it, it'd go like we we did a lot of uh helo ops on this one um oh fuck i don't even know what did i write fucking don't even know where we're up to 2010 gone bad valley covering muzz um oh this is when the other platoon as well they did that uh zabat calais yep. fucking job they landed on 14 RPKs, man. Like, fuck, that would have been epic. I, I was in the company, but we went on the job, and I'm just like, wow, dude. Like, fuck, a whole company. And they, they landed, like, a platoon landed on 14 RPKs, man, and that was an epic day. Epic day. I remember having an argument with their platoon sergeant because he was like, yeah, our platoon did this. I'm like, we're all one company, bro. And I was dressed up as a, um, a jockey because it was um, – Melbourne Cup. Oh, was it? <laughs> so my missus sent me over a full, I had the boots with the flares on the side, the fucking, oh, mate, it was good to go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm having an argument with, uh, oh. <laughs> Just as a joggy. Yeah, I won't mention his name. You, you know who he is. Though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, right. So he's one here. Um, oh, yeah. Then when fucking. My birthday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The four, uh, the 14th of October is the day before my 30th birthday. Actually, we're, in a, we're doing a job uh, and then, um. We're all in position, and uh, my senior digger goes, oh, there's guys walking. I said, just keep, keep an eye on them, keep an eye on them. And then he goes, there's more guys walking. Just keep an eye on them, mate. It's all right. Yeah, I just keep reporting it up. Oh, yeah, no, no, no moving. Just let them go because they're not posing a threat. Uh, and then he goes, got one dude with two PSDs, and they've got weapons. I'm like, fucking ping, I'm straight up. Uh, and by the time I get down, so i got me rock climbing shoes on, by the time I get down this face, there's me. I've already set, sent two dudes up to high overwatch, and I just start running down this thing. And then this dude with the PSD, they had a Hilux there loading all these fighting age males up. Like there would have been 10, 12, 15 fighting age males in the back of these um, Hilux. As you know, that's how they roll. And um, I'm just like, Dredge, Dredge, I saw the pot of car. Stop, put your hands up. Anyway, so we caught the first five. There was me my two IC and my senior digger at the time. And I just told my senior digger because he was just at the back. I said, you watch these guys. He was fucking devoted because, you know, like we're running after these dudes. And I'm like, crack, crack on a knee, crack, crack. And I, um, I wailed this dude straight through the chest. Uh, and then I, I got the driver or the passenger through the through the, the neck. But he debussed. And then we're just following blood trails. And I'm like, fucking. And then this Apache comes on station uh, and I'm talking to the other team commanders and I'm like, hey, yeah, they're moving to your position. They're coming around there. But obviously there's so many cliff edges and rocks and everything else. So it's hard to, you know, ascertain where they've gone and what angle they're going. So we just fo- kept following the blood trail, me and my, my 2RC. I had my marksman up on the hill and he had a distance of 1,000, which I knew he could shoot at. So we didn't move any further than 900. Anyway, the Apache comes on station uh, and um, I said to me too, I see, I said, you get on comms with the Apache uh, and you run that. And he goes, what? And I said, yeah, I've got to run the battle space, bro. I've got to talk to the other team commanders. I said, you, you get on station. So he sees on station, there's two dudes and, a, and an Apache fucking flying above us and we're just assaulting this fucking creek line looking for these bad dudes, which we didn't find because, you know, 
there's not much of the Afghanis and they can move. So, you know, we only went 900 anyway to this, to this, uh, big rock that I was happy to. And then, uh, we started fighting back to the vehicle just to clear the vehicle. And anyway, there's this dude in the back, the one that I'd shot through the chest and he's like making noises and carrying on. So I just get my medic in and I said, mate, just start working on him. Just start getting him better. He's a bad dude. I said, mate, I don't care. He's a bad dude. Just get him going, get him better. We just do our job. He's not shooting at us. He's not a threat. And so I just got the medic in start working like he had a um, collapsed lung, so he was doing all that sort of stuff. He he, he did end up dying, you know, but um, in previous rotations, you know, one of our own, own medics, he worked on a dude for two hours and he got him and he got Kazavac uh, and, and everything else. So, But he ended up pa- passing away, um, but we didn't get any of the other guys that I'd, I'd shot. But I was, just, I was really dirty because yeah. it was the 14th and my birthday was the next day and I'm like, you motherfuckers, you just couldn't wait one day. But now I just think of it as an, an early birthday present. So. You're right. <laughs> fuck, I know. Yeah, oh, banging it in. Yeah, yeah fuck. Well, at least he's dead. Yeah, yeah. One more. <laughs> Brown bread. Yeah, see you later. Brown bread. Fucking eat a dick. Um, yeah, right. And, mate, and just one story here, mate, about Troy. Oh, yeah. naughty. Oh, Norm. <laughs> Norm's stuck Love on stock. I really do. So th- I think this is the photo with him and uh, Matty Adams. At the top of the hill. Yeah, yeah. Matty Adams, a sniper. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. He Matty's was... coming on the potty. Is he? He will be, yeah. He's a, he he's a good dude. He is. Man. I work with him in uh, yeah. in baggers Real on polite. contract, yeah. Yeah, good and look. Three together, and he's, good. he's too good looking to. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. Ridiculous. Loves a drink, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all do now. But yeah, Norm's got that photo of him yeah. in uh, ads in uh, in up on the sort of the, just like yeah, laying dig, down. Yeah, yeah, they got their ass handed to him that day. And like we, uh, my team, we actually had the eighty four, so we were patrolling heavy. I was carrying four eighty four rounds, uh, he, um, and we just we were, f- it was epic, mate. That gunfight for him, and I, like, I got a picture of Nick Mann. Firing this eighty four, just airbursting these guys, just fucking hammering on Norm, uh, and but we just went in heavy that day. It was, but at distance, so we we weren't getting what they were getting. Um, but typically, he must have hit their Overwatch and then what commands? I don't know what was up there, but he was getting his ass handed to him. He was digging in with his eyebrows, Norm, and mm. you see the you see the picture and the look on his face. Is, Hello, <laughs> yeah, but that was that was an interesting day as well just another one like there's so many and you, you you just reminded me of it but i've got photos of nick just fucking banging in his 84 yeah yeah target indications that's well, might send nick a message see where he's see where, where he's too pretty at. as well he is mate he's <laughs> he's a big boy too oh yeah loved his fucking that's why love these doof doof music <laughs> always wearing his fucking headphones everywhere back uh, in the day yeah funny cat um yeah right mate so end of that trip it's another four and a half months done. Another fucking highly kinetic trip. Yep, back to the east coast. Yeah, yeah, and then um, obviously uh, I didn't do myself any favors with the the boss mm. um, throughout the trip. I mean, we had many issue, uh, but it is what it is. Um, I got sent to the school, um, SFTC. SFTC. Then uh, now it's the Australian whatever it, they've changed the name again. Yeah. So whatever that is, yeah. But Special Forces Training Center at the time. Uh, I did three years there. Three yeah, years. Mate, the best three years of my life. Honestly, I, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed um, instructing yeah. and being a part of the process uh, from start to finish for the Rios coming through. And then some of those uh, guys, you know, they're killing it, banging it in now. Yeah. And some of them are good mates. Yeah. Yeah, because I was a real cunt on selection. Like if they wanted, 
I don't I don't miss much. All my situational awareness. I'm just always seeing shit. So they always used to send me in and go, "Hey Bergs, this is what we need to achieve. Let's do this." And I just go in and get them to hold their piece of paper up, and they're like, "Which is their withdraw it and request piece of paper?" And they just start getting the shakes. I'm like, "What are you doing? It's just a piece of paper." And I'm like, after 40 minutes, you try to keep your arm above your head. Oh, man, yeah. just the little games you play with them. And, but it makes us who we are. So, so three years uh, <clears throat> in that. And I guess there's a bit of a wind down for you as well, just coming off those three yeah. I mean, wild rotations. <laughs> well, 2011 was massive. I can't just go past these years. You know, yeah. I, I was instructing on a um, uh, CQB course, mm. and I get the call, and then one of my warrant officer mates comes in and he goes, mate, um, Brett's been – killed mm. you know and I, I i was automatically straight into tears now brett was my mentor we had our first gunfight together you know like there's no other person that meant more to me in that regiment than the lessons that man taught me you know what i mean and um i just sat around for about half an hour I'm like oh fuck it i was just about to go up and um the boys had finished setting up the range and all the students were there and i just started staunching the the dp's line just telling them, hey, a fucking warrior died today. You know, like just really trying to pass on to them the, the importance of what you what do. What they're doing, yeah. And, 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 and that it's not a joke. So if you're not here to be serious, then you shouldn't be here. You know, and, and so I, I, should I have gone up? I'm glad I did because it made me ground myself for that that moment and not really think um, about Brett. But, um, yeah, that was, that was, that hurt a lot. You know, um, I ended up. Uh, escorting his uh, grandmother to the funeral, and you know, like what you know, to see a hero like that go out um, the way that he did, and with the respect that he got from um, not just our community but from society itself was was definitely worthy. And he's he's buried in Rookwood's cemetery. You know, he's got his own little space there, and he's the first person to be buried there since um, World War Two. Shit. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, very special man. Uh, some of the boys, you know, his birthday is the ninth of July. Uh, go and have a beer with him and check in on him, and you know, like he, he will always be a part of so many of our lives. Um, I'm just grateful that I I got to experience Brett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sick. Yeah, and then 2012, um, one of my other close mates who was also in that team, he got shot. He got shot twice in the lair. Uh, I think he got. Two, one in the leg, two in the body armor, and two ricocheted off the helmet. Um, and there's footage of that of the boys um, kazavacking him down a, a creek line, which is epic. You know, like doing a fighting mm. uh, withdrawal under with a casualty. Now, again, that's why you do your selection. That's why you know you get put into those moments of uh, can I do this? You know, to test your resolve and and your willingness to to be part of that team. So yeah, um, not only that. 2012 probably changed my whole career, to be honest. Um, <laughs> getting charged um, on my sub two for sar- uh, sub one for sergeant, actually. Yeah, it was epic. What did you get charged for? <laughs> Active indecency. So, um, actually, there's a story to it. And, um, you know, like we're at the pub um, on the piss in a civilian pub with my course. And I go and order dinner and I come back from dinner and uh, they all got their heads down and, and I'm like, what's going on? 
and you, I just hear this chirping over the back corner and there's this young subby on his captain's course just gobbing off and he goes, one of the boys goes, don't mate, he's at my regiment, don't, just let it go. And he's just beaten off. I'm like, fuck you guys. There's like 20, 30 tours of duty sitting at this table right here. And you're going to sit there and let this guy speak to you in a civilian pub like that? So I just turn around and uh, I give it to him. I'm like, mate, who are you? He tells me he's lieutenant such and such. I said, does your mum know you're here? And he goes, no, why? I said, she knows I'm here. I just took me cock out of her ass. I said, it's a turn around, shut your fucking mouth and get on with your fucking, with your dinner. Or we can take this outside. And he's like, fucking, and no officer likes to be talked to like that. But we're in a civilian pub. Mm. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, karaoke night that night too. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm hanging out. Um, the, the girls in my in my section put me up to do a song and I'm singing a song, carrying on. And um, Anyway, the next day uh, I get back, wake up, um, no one's there. Um Fucking fuck! What am I late for? So I put my gear on and I run up to the um, uh, office, and they're like, "You shouldn't be." I'm like, "What the fuck? I shouldn't be." He goes, "You're under investigation for a fucking assault." I'm like, "What? What are you talking about?" Anyway, so the um, PM, uh, the MPs, come and got me. Uh, did a full investigation, full investigation of all my peers, and they said, "Look, there's nothing here, no evidence um, of anything." So it's just like, well, we can't, there's no evidence that this has happened. It's just someone, because she didn't, she goes, I just want to um, uh, make a complaint. And I said, we can't make a complaint. You have to make a formal statement. So anyway, so that that's how that happened. And then um, my RS, my CSM called me at the time. And I'm like, hey, mate, how you going? Like, this is before, in the morning, I'm sitting around. He goes, don't you fucking make me. Like, so everyone else knew about it except me. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? He goes, you did nothing? I said, what? You, I don't even know what you're talking about. And he goes, what? I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, so that that all went down and um, ended up going to court two years later. So I'm in admin now. So I'm back at the school in admin for two years, uh, for the end of 2013, and then I rotate back into Delta Company as an admin corporal. So, like, you're feeling like a piece of shit. You left a king, you're coming back at you know, no one. You didn't leave a king, but, you know, I left – feeling that I'd achieved something going to the school. And, uh, yeah, so um, get to the court, uh, 2014, um, she stands up and says I didn't do it. Two of her witnesses stand up and say I don't do it. Um, and then, yeah, fucking the, the very last day he makes his – her lawyer walks in and goes, hey, look, we've shredded everything. We'll get you out here as soon as we can. Um, yeah, fucking – Sorry to fuck you around. I'm like, yeah, sweet, no dramas. The judge comes in and uh, makes his deliberation um, and makes three assumptions on her evidence and says, well, it's been two years. You've forgotten that did happen. And then for the other two, it's like, well, when you looked away, that's when that happened. So it's like, I'm furious. I'm like, you can't make assumptions. My lawyer's like, shut up. You can't fucking talk to the judge like that. I'm like, it's my career. It's my life. Um. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, and then he... Then obviously I I hadn't been up on the stand. There was no need to. Like all her witnesses said, I didn't do it. I'm like, why are we even here? So my my lawyer goes, if you get up, it gives them the opportunity to attack your character. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't have to. He goes, you don't have to, mate. It's all done. Anyway, so um, uh, obviously he goes and finds me guilty on two counts. Uh, and then obviously your punishment reference uh reflects your uh. What do you call it? Your um, uh, 
who you are as a human character, character and everything else. So no dramas. Um, you know, I, I hand him my letters from the queen, my gallantry and all these other things. And I'm like, okay, look this, I'm a stand up dude. Like, and he's reading all these letters and all these letters from brigadiers and colonels and, and, uh, he goes, uh, 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 I need to take a recess. So it took a six hour recess, I think it was. And then comes back and he goes, uh, I, I can't, you're a modern day hero. Um, seven years lost of seniority, but I should have been out of the military. And I was, I was, I'd, I wanted to be out of the military for the simple fact is I was going to sue them for everything they had. Mm. Um, but I'm like, okay, well, we'll, we'll redress this thinking that the defense pays for that. And my lawyer's like, no, that's not how it works, mate. You can't read. If you redress this, you have to pay for it out of your pocket. I'm like, what? He goes, the, the case is done. Now this is your case. So you've now got to pay for it. So, um, I'd already been going through marriage counseling mm. with this. Like it really fucked with my wife, um, my whole life. You know, I'd been made out to be something I never was. Um, and I, I didn't do the action, but hey, fuck, hey, let's fuck this dude over. But, um, you know, it's quite funny. I got found guilty. I go back to the regiment and the RSM goes, all right, well, the only job I've got for you is uh, Tag East uh, Op Sergeant. I'm like, fuck, that's a senior role, sir. I said, um, and that's a no-fail role. I said, I'm coming back in as a corporal into the senior sergeant position. He goes, that's the only position i got for you. I'm like, fucking I, okay, righto. He goes, you want it? I'm like, I thought about it. And I'm like, okay, righto, let's do this. So um, I just prepped myself. 2014, did all my handover, went up to um, Brizzy. I think the G20 was on. Mm. Something was on up there. And uh, just did handovers, linking, watching processes, procedures. It's all become political now. Like you've got to, it's in that position. You're, you're dealing with stakeholders. You're dealing with it's so much admin movements, taskings, all that sort of stuff. So I tried to try to get that rhythm. And he was an awesome dude I did a handover with. Um, but when I was up in Brizzy, 6RER weren't allowed to do um, selection. Their CEO wouldn't allow them. So I said, oh, if any of the boys want to have a chat about selection, I'll, I'll just be outside. I'm just here as a, an advisor and I'll just, um, not an advisor, as a uh, just watching the events. I'll have a chat to them. I ended up having, I reckon, over 100 dudes from 6RER come out and I'm like, oh, fuck. So they didn't understand the processes of um, no one can stop you doing selection. You put your paperwork in, it goes through to uh, SFTC and then you get panelled or you don't. So that's, yeah, anyway, that's that story short. So the CEO at 6RR was being a... Cock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then, um, yeah, 2015, first day at work. Yeah. Fucking Link Cafe. <laughs> it was fuck because we, we got a call out. I'm like, okay, right. I know drama's first day at work. It's um, it's on. You know, as in like, let's go, let's do a, a test. But it wasn't a test. No, it was Link Cafe. Fucking first day as the uh, tactical assault group yeah. east op sergeant. Fucking boom. Thanks for coming. Fucking yeah, it was right. epic. Like the planning, the the procedures, the. Um, stakeholders dealing with like it was just uh, it was thoroughly enjoyable and frustrating at the same time obviously because of the um, outcome and the mm. police and everything that happened there so yeah that was 
different. Yeah. To, qu- to observe. One question. The DA that the police passed on to you guys. Yeah. You guys rehearsed it. Yeah. So we had um, – well, I, I don't deal with any of the planning. Mm. Um, that is the uh, assault platoons. That's their bag. Uh, I'm still running around. I, I knew and I saw the um, full setup of the Link Cafe per millimetre set up from the, the in the range, set up. Ready to go. So the boys knew every entry point. They knew everything. And it was just like you could walk through the Link Cafe as if that was a Link Cafe. That's how well it was set up. And that's the facilities we have to facilitate things as like this. And that's how good our range staff are. You know what I mean? Like they like, okay, they need this. And most of them are ex-shooters. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's uh, it was frustrating. And then, you know, like uh, without getting into it, I mean, it's not their fault. To a degree, like, you know, they wanted to talk down the dude. Yeah, sweet, no dramas. That, that failed. You know, we couldn't shoot through the glass because it was an old bank. Mm. You know, there's so many things that just weren't accessible to, you know, the general public typically don't know this. You know, like, you couldn't shoot through the glass because it was that thick. It was an old bank. You know, like, it, the round could have gone anywhere. And the idea is to save the lives of the hostages. So, you know, I mean, but how it went down, it went down. Mm. Um the aftermath was was interesting to observe and uh, watch, but I mean, again, once that event happens, life goes on. We've got other shit to deal with, you know. Other, like, it's just a day in in the life, really. But the uh, aftermath and the um, structural and political ramifications uh, really got put to test, um, which was good to see because yeah, it needed to happen. That's after action review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody oath. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without getting too detailed into it, mm. yeah, 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 um, yeah, right, mate. So <clears throat> from there, <coughs> two thousand sixteen, still the op sergeant for yeah, yeah, green rolls now. Yep, yep, and then deployed to Iraq as a senior um, trainer for Tustu, the one of the Iraqi special forces regiments. Yep, CTS. Yeah, CTS. Oh no, no, C- no, no, no. That was the tag, uh, the counterterrorism yep. guys. No, I was. Part of the um, wider SF. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so one, there was one STR and two SDR. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was with two yep. who were the, apparently the juniors, but um, yeah. they were really good. I mean, it's funny. I don't know how many people know this, but to be promoted within the Iraqis, <laughs> special forces, you have to have been wounded. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. And then some of the dudes they had in rank, obviously they were the numbnuts that went into the wrong position and got shot. They're now the boss. It's like crazy. It's like blew my yeah, mind. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Yeah. But up. I mean, I, they were re- – and our our two um, uh, two out of the three interpreters I had, one's passed away now, uh, they're over here in Australia. Are they? Yeah, fucking right. They got there this year. Yeah. Fucking epic. Such, and they were good. No, they good could dudes. run. Yeah, they could run. Yeah. The, they knew those lessons inside out. They'd done so many rotations as in, Interpreters slash demonstrators trying to get them to understand that they knew those lessons inside out, mm. so they were all over it, good to go. Yeah, one's a um, like, bio, no, like a, a nuclear scientist, or oh, oh, yeah, yeah, he was studying, yeah, I don't know what exactly what he does, yeah, crazy, yeah, right. So, you do this Iraq um, deployment, a bit of depression sets in. I didn't know what it was, um, so I started researching brain and uh, aftermath of brain traumas and, you know, anywhere from eight to ten years is when 
your brain will start to change, uh, as in like, so the toxins in your brain. And I started getting this feeling in my stomach. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Um, I was doing something I loved. I loved being over there doing the job and I just started, I got this feeling in my stomach for like two weeks. And the only thing I could assess it to was depression. Um, And I'm like, okay. so And that was a feeling that I just wasn't accustomed to. Uh, anyone that knows me knows that I'm not a depressive guy. I'm all about the lads and having fun and being this. So I did a bit of research and talking about brains and I started um, understanding uh, signs and symptoms and um, really trying to do a self-analysis. But when I got back from 2016, I had a couple of months off before I went back over again, uh, I went and got all the neuropsych reports and then started doing neuropsych assessment and testing Um so I found out that I have a 98 percentile visual memory and a 25 percent cognitive memory. So my brain, I just I wasn't absorbing information. Um, I w- wasn't remembering uh, as much as I used to. Uh, like so, it, 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 the things were starting to go a little. But I was, I was just like, okay, I can manage this. I can do this. You know, I'm in a job I love. I'll keep going. Um, and then. Uh, so I think 2016 and 17, I ended up doing like 13 months overseas. In Iraq? Uh, Afghan, Iraq. Oh, did you? PSDs. Yeah, obviously you do a bit of PSD stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, PSD. I was a PSD XO, um, which is another funny story. Uh, I got pink eye and I had to be Kazavact. <laughs> Who farted on your pillow? <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, it's it's a shit place, isn't it? Once the planes oh. land, the fuck, all they're doing is pushing fucking feces into your face. <laughs> so that was that's how that went down. The boys were like, we want you out of this room. And I'm like... Thinking about the job and how it needs to mm. be done, it's a no-fail job. So I had to be isolated. Um, but it, it broke me. Like They're just like, fucking, you were over there, mate. Don't come near yeah. us. But they had a job to do. Yeah. And that was just, you know, like the PSD and the principals and all that that needed to be looked after. It's like, fuck. I got to do one solid um, PSD. I did the PM's um, PSD. Um, and that was that was with Turnbull. Um, yeah. And that was good. I enjoyed that. And then the next one um, was when I got my pink eye and got Kazavact. Mate, I had a full eye, like almost off. eye surgery. They, yeah. they put like this sandpaper shit and they flush your eyes out. Yeah. It is like torture. It was proper fucked. I'm like, I'd never, the pain. Yeah. I'm like, I've just got to deal with this. And then what, that was washing it into my good eye. So both my eyes now, I feel like they've got sandpaper just scratching. The fu- oh, mate, it was disgusting. And they got flushed hardcore. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. So that, that was back to the actual role two. Yeah. Full fucking helo out. Fucking thanks for coming. Where was it? In Iraq or Afghan? Uh, no, Afghan. Afghan. Kabul. Yeah. <laughs> fucking thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was supposed to be. Um, <laughs> what do you get Manny back for? Oh, fuck. Yeah, pink pink eye. Eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, winning. <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah. The boys must have really hated me. Eh? It's like, fuck, who is this? Fuck, fuck him off. Fucking malingering. Yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the linger. Hey. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, right, mate. So back, uh, back, back to Australia, mate. Um, how's the brain going? So this is where you start to break down a so bit more. So 2017, whilst I'm overseas, um, I went back over as mm. the ops, in the ops woe position for 633 for two months. While as a the, corporal? As a corporal. As the- Because um, you hit your ceiling rate because you got charged? Well, no, I was to be promoted at the end of- Gotcha, I'd gotcha. already finished- um, Oh, you finished that period. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was done. Um, yeah. 
which is another story. The RSM is like, what? Why did you get downgraded? Because like, I knew I was fucked. Anyway, there's another story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my missus is like, I'm. I can't handle this. I can't handle this anymore. Like 13 months out of two years. Yeah. I got three kids at this yeah. stage. It's like how okay, old are the kids? Oh shit! 20, that stage. I don't know. Nine. So you're young. Nine, five, and yeah. So it's a, yeah, busy time for <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, for the yeah, wife. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So um, and like she's a trooper. Um, but she doesn't mean it, but it's, you know, when they say the tone mm. that they do mean it, you can, I'm like, fuck. So I was just, I was just like, fuck, this is fucked. So my, my depression, my brain, my family life, running fucking jobs, doing you know, stressful shit. Um, you know, I started to slip a little bit, you know, I was slipping in every day, little things. And I, I even, and then I noticed them and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'd fix it, but it shouldn't have got there in the first place. I shouldn't, you know, these little mistakes and that shouldn't have happened in the first place, but they were starting to happen. So yeah, on retrospect, I was, I was, I was aware of them and I was, I was self-assessing, but I shouldn't have had to do that. I shouldn't have had to, to be that critical in those moments to myself. So yeah, it's fucking, and then I'm just like, okay, fucking, um, I get back and then the doctor calls me and he goes, you got to go and see the psych, the, uh, Neuropsych again, so they do all these testings, and I just want to—I just want to stay on top of it. I want to know what was wrong with me. I've got MRIs on my brain, um, and they've come back, and you know, hey, you got CTE, bro. Your frontal lobe has shrunk, and uh, they're like, oh yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, cool, and they're like, do you know what this means? I'm like, no, and he goes, possible and most likely early onset depression, uh, uh dementia. Sorry, I'm like. Oh yeah, well, fuck it is what it is. Like that's the mentality, you know what I mean. Um, but then, you know, now that I'm out and I'm retired, I'm like, mm. fuck my kids. I want to have as much time as I can with them and all that sort of piss. So yeah, not that piss, but yeah, yeah. Mm. And you know, <clears throat> again, this is from the ladder fall. This is from obviously multiple years of explosions, like demolitions, fire. even on the range, demolitions, and then jumping out of a plane. Not to mention get smashed you know, the, out of the, the plane. PTSD side of things of the old dead man's fucking click stuff like that. Yeah, you know, that can, well, there's there's that, another. That's another thing that can onset. Well, I, I went in and did a um a neuropsych um it's called the restore trial. Yep. Because uh, I was really trying to understand my brain and how it works, and and um I like physical uh, applications, so. Do it, doing it what they require. So I went and did this restore trial in a, in a Sydney uh, for three days, and it's epic. Um, so they sit there and go, okay, so what's your PTSD moment? I said, oh, what do you mean, which one? Said, what do you mean, which one? I'm like, well, I can pick a fucking yeah, – There's a book load. I, 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 I can pick uh, – you know what, I'll pick one. Yeah. So I picked the dead man's click. Anyway, so we sat there, and you go into a, sin- a, psych- not a, a synopsis or whatever you want to call it. The fucking, they put you sort of under, and they – breathe and they talk about it and they you're there for eight hours and you're going through this scenario and they go okay now take it back take it back to this point what are you doing and they're just regurgitating regurgitating the same so you're, you're in this gunfight in your head for eight hours anyway at the end of that day because i still had to come back two more days because you do it again i walked downstairs out in the middle of sydney so i feel like i've been gunfighting for eight, eight hours and my senses are just hyper, off hyper vigilant. The fucking Richter. I could yeah. smell everything: women, the perfumes, the noise of the heels, the fucking coffee. I'm like, fuck, this is intense. I'm just like, I could rip throats out. I could. I just. I was just like, I got back the next day and I said, hey, if you ever do this again with someone who has had true combat, and you're you're just regurgitating that gunfight, I, I said, you got to lock them down. You got to give them a room. 
I just felt like I just got off the plane in that gunfight. There's no women. There's no coffee. There's no perfume. There's no hot. Like, it's just like, fuck. It's just the alpha male, like, ah, oh, just like, fuck. Yeah, oh, vigilance. It's fucking yeah. intense. Yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. This is nuts. And I had to walk all the way back to Vic Barracks just to get my car out of my fucking hell. Three days of this. Fuck, this is going to be nuts. So, yeah, <laughs> that's how that went down. Yeah, fuck. Mate, um, 2019. Ooh. So you got a few fucking injuries here and there and wear and tear of the military life. Yeah, I had uh, three shoulder surgeries in 2019. Um, so previous to that, 2018, um, I was due to be promoted and posted to Singleton as a sergeant instructor. Yep. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to give back to the bare bones of what soldiering Teaching. is. Teaching. Teaching. Uh, but I wanted to be in the platoons. I mm. didn't want to be like a spec shooter. I wanted to get down to the younger kids that are just coming through. Uh, and then my posting had been struck uh, and I'm, I'm due to be promoted and I'm just about to be promoted. And then um, uh, I went into the dock and she goes, oh, look, we can lay off the promotion, uh, the downgrade until you get promoted. And I'm like, no, just do it. I said, I've been struck for posting. So if I get promoted, regardless of being downgraded, I still get posted. So now I'm going to go up to there with less money, be a linger up in Singleton, not providing any form of fucking, I'm going to be away from my family because I'd be married mm. separated. And and I, so I just rang the RSM and he goes, why the fuck did you do that? Why didn't you call me? I would have just promoted you. Like he, the funny thing is he promoted me to Lance Corporal. He promoted me to Corporal and he was about to promote me to Sergeant. And he'd been through my whole career with me. And I'm like, I, I, I can't. My, my family, um, money, you know, I know that I'm out now. But the only reason I got downgraded wasn't my injuries, it was my brain. Uh, and I knew that it wasn't in the right spot. And, um, you know, like 2017, we didn't even talk about it. I found Pete Cave dead, hanging in his fucking garage. You know what I mean? Doing a courtesy call because he, he, he was off the Richters. I go through his house. I find this dude hanging. I suck face with one of my own dudes. You know what I mean? Like, that that wasn't – we haven't spoken about that either. But, you know, it's just fucking nuts. It's just crazy. Like it, it's, and then two days later, I was sitting in his chair doing his job in 2017. Mm. So he, he took over the ops as the ops sergeant. i just come out of ops. I'm now section commander – Op sergeant, and then my wife gets fucking ridiculously sick, so her brain she just just she was falling over all day. She just she couldn't stand. She couldn't she couldn't look after the kids. Um, you know she went and had brain scans. We, I thought we we thought she was cooked. Like the first time it happened, um, we were in the car and she's like started to scream and throw her arms. What are you doing? Why is the car rolling? I'm like, what are you doing? Like and then every two weeks she'd have it. Then once a week then a couple of times a week, then a couple of times a day, and then she was just like, like it was far, she was proper fucked. And I was like, I've got to look after my wife. Mm. And it was just, yeah, it was just epic. Fucking hell. And then we had to go and get all these scans, all these medical tests, and I just spent months and months and months being stay-at-home dad, taking her to appointments. So it was just, just as busy as being at work. But now this is now personal. This is, yeah, so that was intense too. But, you know, Pete was another thing. So that's crazy. Yeah. And then 2018, I'm like, okay, I'm cooked. Um, I need to medically discharge. Um, so I uh, turned down my promotion, um, stayed in uh, the regiment, 
and just helped out where I could, when I could. Um, and then 2019, three shoulder surgeries. Uh, I had a uh, 10 mil hole uh, in one shoulder with a, which needed a labrum shave as well. And then my other hole had 15 mil hole and a rotor cuff repair mm. and a bicep tendinopathy. And I've had ne- the same. And now I've had both shoulders. But that was, I had that for like 15 years. Mm. So I couldn't swim freestyle, but I didn't want to miss jobs. So I just sucked it up, got it done. But the amount of power, once I had the surgery done, how much strength I had in my arms, I'm like, holy shit. It's fixed. Yeah, it's fixed. Yeah, now I fucked it again. <laughs> I broke my shoulder again this year already. I had yeah. a bike accident anyway. So. Fuck. Yeah. Hell, mate. Toys and their toys. So 20 <clears throat> years, four days. Epic. That's it. Yeah, done. 2020, was that? 19, uh, 19 sorry. Yeah, 30, 31st of October. 2019. 19. What was that? Like, you moved up here, Hunter Valley? Yeah, so we bought our land in 2017 mm-hmm. with the intent to move up here for my posting um, to the school. Yeah. And now we're just up here full time and I've started a new business, uh, Hardcore Human Performance. Uh, I work with a bit of troubled youth. I've done that once. Um with the veteran mentors, that was uh, an eye opener as well. I love working and helping people. I think my my passion is people. Um, being such a personality, getting out amongst it. I love kids. I've been I uh, ran a free athletics training. I used to be a junior sprinter, obviously, um, for kids and uh, helping them just be better. Mm. Uh, positive affirmation. I am. I can. I will. Just what they need these days. It's guidance, but mm. but their parents are really good too. Mm. But as you know, a lot of kids don't listen to their parents. Mm. You know, so they they sort of let that that go. But my my big dream um, is is NRL. Uh, I've spoken to the Knights. I've been in and done a walkthrough with them. Um, you know, I told them, and as arrogant as it sounds, I'll get you a premiership. I'll change the way you think about business. I think I'll change the way you think about how a organization. Uh, has its values and how they value those values, how they create an atmosphere that those that those those high end players they don't want to leave because of the atmosphere that you've created at that club. So if there's any NRL clubs out there that want to give me a go, want to give me a show, hardcore human performance, mm. check me out. Come at me. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, mate. The Knights need all fucking help they can get. Oh, I, I am a Knight supporter, mate. Don't say that. <laughs> Big year for us this year. Nah, mate. Regardless. Mighty Danny, fucking Danny Broncos. Get me in, bro. Mate, the Knights just got a bad behaviour. Bad. It's it's just culture. It's there's culture. Yeah, they, but they're they working on it. Change. I'm gonna they're I'm gonna back them, bro. You can rag on them all you like. No, mate. I'm a Bronco throwing <laughs> through. I fucking I hate every other team. <laughs> fucking all. No, nah, we sit here and yeah. Yeah, clubs oh, off. Let's go. <laughs> mate, I went to the Broncos grand final. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck. Mate, how did they lose that? Oh, mate, I wanted to jump off that fucking – I was four levels up. I wanted to jump. Boy, Cleary is – that season – Oh, mate, he's the GOAT. I've said it it on another podcast. He's the GOAT. You can't fucking – I hate him. I hate him because he's fucking – he's so good. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's the Joey Johns of the Panthers. Oh, he's fucking better than that clown. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fanny's and Joey Johns. I bet they were good mates. Pink Street. Yeah, Yeah, Pink Street too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry. Let's not go there. But yeah, mate. Another yeah. podcast. Fuck, mate. Um, yeah, right, mate. We've been chatting for almost four hours. <laughs> Epic. And it's, uh, fuck, what a journey, mate. Yeah. I'm glad the boys put me in contact. And not to mention, obviously, being a fucking uh, Novacastrian, you know, now, um, 
I love these. Again, I've said it before. I love face to face. You just get so much more out of them. And mate, the stories you've told—they're fucking wild. They're stories that need to be fucking told. Again, mate, we're going through this stage of walk on his fucking cronies throwing people under the bus and, you know, just handing out medals for them, for each other. And we've got these fucking cockhead media blokes doing the exact same thing, just fucking writing stories for their own fucking benefit of selling books and you yeah. know, their own fucking it's a shame. fame. And it, it, it's- it is. It is a shame, mate, because you're just throwing fucking real Australian heroes like fucking Cam Baird, like Ooh. fucking Brett Wood. You, you know, you – you might be only casting at one person, but it's throwing everyone under the fucking box, and that's how we operate in the military. It's not, you know, if yeah. one person fucks up, everyone fucks up. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're you know, they're fucking branding us all with the same fucking paintbrush. Um, so it's good to fucking hear some real fucking decent stories. And again, mate, it's always good to hear, you know, fucking about Taliban getting fucking slotted. <laughs> There's nothing fucking better in this world than hearing a bad can't get fucking slotted yeah. and put to sleep. Um, mate, the tie of the podcast, a couple of final questions. You've listened to a few potties, so you've probably prepared yourself for a couple of these. I tried. I really did. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I've changed my mind a thousand so, times. Yeah, <laughs> mate. And uh, first question, what advice can you give to people just to keep on keeping on, you know, complete any goal they set their mind to, just to fucking crush it in life, mate? Again, for yourself, young fella, join the fucking military, pretty much got pushed into fucking the SF side of things. Yeah. Made it after so much fucking error, and I wouldn't say error, failure mm. of you know the three point two, three. There was it kind of turned into your fucking little your little devil. Oh yeah, it was you definitely know, like it was yeah. the the fucking. But you got to own it. I yeah. got in there and I fucking. You owned it, mate. It. So, um, mate, what advice can you give? <sighs> Remain conscious. Um, always assess the path, and there are many ways to skin a cat. But, you know, like, just skin the cat. Don't don't complicate your life with trying to be something that you're not or that you don't think is suiting you just to appease somebody else. Like, be your best version of you. Be the best that you can be in every single moment and love thy neighbour. Like, we are Australians. We need to get out and we need to appreciate each other a little bit more um, and and be our best selves. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, you're exactly right. There's too many people out there now fucking angry and <laughs> road rage over the smallest things, uh, you know. That's me. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> people peacocking at the nightclubs all the time. Just relax. Yeah, Just yeah. sit back and have some fun. Go home. Enjoy time with your family. But make Make sure that, they appreciate those little mm. things because life, you got one life. Mm. I mean, look, my mates it. Are, are in, in body bags or, you know, and, and they've been buried and they've done what they wanted to do, but it's gone like that. You know, within seconds, your life can change. Mm. So embrace every moment. I'm Enjoy reading it. a book at the moment called The Daily Dad. Um, my wife got it for me. So thank you, darling. Um, and it's just one page a day because I can't really read too much. And it's all about how to be a better dad and then understanding moments and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, just try and be true to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you've got kids, mate. Like, it's, oh, just, yeah. it's a game changer, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, fuck. Some days you want to kill them huh. <laughs> and drown them, but, yeah, they make it all wet. I can't wait to get home, actually, <laughs> see the kids. Uh, mate, second question, what is the plans for the future? As you spoke about, you've got your business. 
I really just want to work on myself, my family, and affect people, whether it be elite. I mean, I'm really aiming high. I want to go uh, and change professional athletes and make them elite athletes. Um, you know, like I've learned so much through my career, through both mistakes uh, and successes, um, that I just don't want to waste who I am uh, and what I have to offer. Um, I just really want to put it out there and, and I'm passionate about my NRL. I did my NRL ref ticket on the way out and then, oh, yeah? and then COVID hit. You know what I mean? Like so I'm passionate about it. My, I mean, my brother's a coach for the yeah. uh, Cowboys NRL women's team. So I, I, I'm passionate about it. I know that I can affect the space. I know that I can I can help. I'm just – just give me, give me a shot, get me in, and let's make shit happen. Mate, well, fuck, they need some better referees because the refereeing was I'm, I'm fucking woeful. Anymore. It was yeah. woeful last year. Yeah. Jesus. Far out. Mate, uh, third question now. Tell us something about you uh, that people don't know, you know, a guilty obsession or oh, – I see I've thought you know, about this. Um, there's yeah. a lot actually, uh, but at the moment it's vanilla ice cream and Milo. Oh, stop. <laughs> I know. And I'm doing it at like nine, ten o'clock oh, at night when I shouldn't be. I'm trying good. fast and it's like, oh, I really yeah. want it. And then I'll mix it together and get it oh. in. And the other, what's the other? Macca's has got the McFlurry Milo. Yeah, see, oh. I used to work at Macca's. I did, yeah. yeah. I'm a hamburger working at Macca's. <laughs> go, go figure, <laughs> eh? Um, no, so I'll try and steer clear and, and the price is fucking through the roof. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, um, I, I can't steer clear. And I love playing poker. Be- yeah, because yeah. of people, I love reading people and trying to un- mm. understand the tactics and yeah, you know, trying to win a hand yeah, right. by bluffing. Yeah. There's a couple of big tournaments here, and yeah, I know, but my wife doesn't like me um, getting amongst it. Yeah, so, yeah, it's all right, it's all good. Yeah, right. Respect thy wife. Yeah, yeah, fuck. <laughs> happy wife, happy life, mate. That's it. Yeah, 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 fucking yeah. hell. Uh, mates, favorite movie, TV show. What are you watching? My favorite movie, honestly. All years is the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're fucking cool dudes, man. Yeah. It is a fucking classic. <laughs> they were fucking uh, two two dudes trying to do right, but they yeah. were, yeah. They were yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, right. Good. What about a TV show? What are you watching? Uh, I am a massive fiend for uh, DIY and uh, home. Oh, fuck, yeah. I'm all yeah. like, I, and I've got a big house, um, yeah. like recycled brick. So I'm right into this shit and I'm just watching it all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like daydreaming about, oh, if I had this money, I'd be able to go and buy a house and do So, yeah, my aim is to, to be able to do that. So, yeah. yeah. I've been stuck in the fucking gardening Australia lately. Nah, see, I, I don't know. The dude with the long hair, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> He's my latest crush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Plenty of them. <laughs> Mates, uh, you're cruising down the fucking freeway in your car, got your goldy long locks out, window <laughs> down, listen to music. What are you listening to? Oh, fuck. Honestly, um, me and the wife, we're into our 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're 80s. 80s rock, pop, whatever. Rock, yeah. yeah. Just whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's 80s. one playlist I listen to yeah, in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, 80s. on Spotify. That, so... I love being happy with my wife in the car and she's listening to music. I'm like, yeah, this, but I'm I'm massive into me. I love me blues, um, R and B. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then if it's a good band, it, it depends on atmosphere. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely the '80s. We're getting into that. 
Just good music. Yeah, good music. Good people, good music, good vibes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, nice, mate. All right. Well, uh, if people want to reach out to you, where can they find you? You've got a website for your business? Yeah, Hardcore Human Performance. So uh, reach out to me there. Um, LinkedIn um, under Craig Hamburger. And um, I've still got my alias on Facebook because of work, uh, Spud mm. Lee. Um, but if I don't know you, I probably won't friend you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram? Uh, I do have Instagram. It is, well, I think it's. I'll tag you in. I think it's Spud Lee or it might yep. be Hardcore Human Performance. Yep. I can't remember which yep. one it is. But, hey, if you Google or search, you'll find me. Yeah. Um, I haven't really got too many threads out. Um, family. Got a new baby at home, so, you know. Oh, I know. She wanted to go again, so away we went. Oh, shit. How old? He's nine months, but he was <sighs> born at 26 weeks. So he's been at his first 105 oh, days in hospital. Yeah. He smokes. Epic. Up here at John Hunter. Yeah, John Hunter and then Maitland. Great fucking Niku up here is yeah, yeah, fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. Good so people. He's got a lot of resilience about yeah. him, that's for sure. So Yeah. Hopefully he might be my sportsman because my other kid's just not interested. But mate, just put him in front of the TV, just like, the, you know, kill the Malaysian Prime Minister, just literally <laughs> just play footy. Yeah. That's what I've been doing with my four-year-old. Just, well, he, he likes watching sports, so yeah. see how that goes. Yeah. Just trying to, yeah, I'm like the Chinese dad trying to push my kids. <laughs> Go play golf. Go play tennis. I know. That's where Go the money's golf. at. Go play tennis. You can't play NFL. Yeah. How good's NFL, mate? Oh, oh. money in it. Oh, mate, it's through the it's roof. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah, crazy. I met um, Travis Kelsey the other week. Oh, yeah? Mm. I'm, I love the. I actually love college ball more than I love NFL. Yeah. But my mate who I went to Iraq with, he's obviously a Yank. He, um, he's a massive Bills supporter. Yeah. Yeah, I love the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Massive in it. Yeah, right. All right, mates. Uh, again, thanks for fucking coming in and sharing your story. And, mate, we obviously live in Newey, so let's fucking Tell let's, more go to, let's go to Fanny's. <laughs> <laughs> is it there anymore? I don't think it's, it is. It's is it? uh, Argyle now. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, mate, the night's in there. Fuck yeah, it still that. smells like fucking Fanny's. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Big Nigel on the front door? <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah. yeah he runs his uh, I know. He runs I, company, I ran yeah. into him out at Brankston. Yeah, 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 yeah mate. Yeah. Lorny. Do you know Lorny? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Lorny. yeah, yeah. Lorny. He's a Delta boy. He is, yeah. yeah. He works uh, at a Carter, I think. Yeah, he does. Somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking. He's one of those technology companies. Another good-looking rooster. He is. Fucking. He's, he's a good guy. <laughs> Can fucking scrap, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. For a little guy, too, yeah. <laughs> he, oh, he's yeah. little than you, but yeah. he's big to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just run fast. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, mate. Uh, yeah, again, mate. That's fucking, yeah. Anytime. Yes. Yeah, fuck, if you want to go catch up and. Have fucking I'll be ice cream and very soon. ice cream and Milo. We can we can have a late night ice cream and Milo together. Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> just like the old days. All right, mate. Uh, chat soon. Yeah, catch ya. Cheers. Wait, wait, wait. Now, quickly, just before you go, I want to tell you about Three Zeros Coffee. Now, as you know, I like my coffee how I like my men, long and black. <laughs> However. Lately, I've moved into the cold brews. I'm loving it, obviously, because the weather here in Australia at the moment is quite hot. So what I've been doing is using the seasoned campaigner pour-over filter bags, literally rip open the packet, put the filter bag over my coffee mug, a few ice cubes, pour in some hot water, let it cool down, add a sugar or two just to make it sweet, and I fucking love them. Honestly, you get the kick that you need out of the caffeine, and the taste is great. So if you want to get yourself a supply of coffee, head over to 30scoffee.com.au. From there, you can choose whatever you want. You've got the beans, you've got the pour-over filter bags, you've got some merchandise, 
And just to let you know that a percentage of their sales is forwarded to organizations that support first responders. So while you're getting your coffee, you're doing a good deed by getting some of this money to the first responders and where it needs to go. While you're there, don't forget to use the discount code 3ZLIMITS. Now look in our bio, you see that discount code, use it, get your discounts. So again, jump onto 3 coffeecomau and grab yourself a supply.